This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. Hey, good morning, boys and girls. Yes, sir. Welcome aboard. It is good to be back in studio, man. Wow. It is uh, really good to be back in studio. It's really good to be back in my own bed. Because uh, I did not get any sleep whatsoever while I was in Indianapolis. It was probably the worst bed I've ever been in in a long, long time. It was it was the kind of bed that, you know, when I was 15 years old, you know, it wouldn't affect me. But <laughs> add 40 years to that and, you know, it's a whole different ball game. But it was good. We got we were able to sleep in our own bed the last two nights. And uh, wow, that was good. That was good. I got home. On Saturday night from uh, Spirit, and uh, nice job, Spirit, making us wait an hour and 20 minutes for our bags. Holy shit. Uh, anyway, so got home, and then um, I watched uh, I watched actually the Chris Rock special uh, before I went to sleep. I think I went to sleep on Saturday night, like, I don't know, it was close to 4 in the morning or something like that, because I, I got home like around 1.15, something like that, and... Um, and and so just hanging on then uh i think i slept to like like one o'clock on sunday <laughs> you know? so it was good it was just good to sleep man it was good to be in your own bed comfortable you know i was on this so uh, just just one mattress didn't even have a box spring and it's on those little cheap little aluminum frames and all that oh my god I got home and I, you know, I, I, I snuck into my Tempur-Pedic and it, you know, contour of your body gives you support on your back, you know, and you're like, ah, this is a bed. This is a bed. And so it makes all, although I will tell you this, I, um, my flight didn't leave on Saturday till eight o'clock at night. So the Airbnb was kicking me out at 11. And I asked for a later checkout, but apparently they had somebody else coming in to take the Airbnb. So I had to leave early and I ended up getting a hotel room before I took off just for just so I can go lie on a regular bed. So I went to a hotel close to the airport. OK, that way I figured, OK, if the flight is delayed, could happen. I'll stay in my room hanging out and I'll wait and I'm a couple minutes away from the airport. So, you know, I, I, and they have a shuttle and everything. So I'm good. And, um, luckily the flight wasn't delayed, but I was, but I did get on that bed in the hotel. It's a, um, what was that hotel I stayed in? It was a good hotel. And, uh, man, that bed was, that, that alone was a difference right there. Actually, that's how desperate I was to actually get some, I don't You probably could tell if you watched the show last week. The bags were deeper and deeper. They were, they were, they, they, they made Benicio del Toro look like he had gotten sleep for like twenty years. Okay, I mean they, they were deep, bro. It was, uh, it was uncomfortable. I got to tell you, but hey, we survive. We went through it. It's funny how the Airbnb thing is asking me for a review, and it's like, do you really want a review? You don't really want a review, do you? Because the review's not going to be a good one. Oh man, I I should right. I should I should I should rip them right in the review. I should, right? I mean the place is fine. It's just the bed sucked. 
Woo, doggy. Yeah. I got I got to rip them because I got to warn whoever's the next person that, hey, cheesy bed. And I got to tell that, by the way, Sean, I learned my lesson now with that. Because now when I get our Airbnb in Canton, I don't know if I'm going to get it in Canton or Cleveland or some. By the way, anybody that lives in that area, should I get it in a town in between Canton and Cleveland? I was thinking about that. Is there a decent town in between Canton and Cleveland? Because I'm thinking that maybe I stay in the middle of it. So that way I have access to Canton and, and I can go over to Cleveland too. You know what I'm saying? Because there's nothing to do in Canton. I know that at night. But Cleveland, at least we can go out and, you know, do something. So I'm thinking, I don't know, do I stay in Canton? Do I stay in, in between? I don't know. You, you're going to have to, some of you out there that live in that area, you're going to have to give me some uh, advice there uh, for that. So. And by the way, where's um, where's my guy? Damn it! Where is it? Where is it? Where's my guy from Canton? See if he tells he gives us some advice. So anyway, but uh, as uh, had an interesting week at the uh, combine, and I'll give you uh. And I'll give you some initial names uh, throughout the show on draft picks in the second and third rounds. We'll talk a little bit about uh, and we'll have some fun. Uh, we got a loaded show for you today, as always. Uh, loaded up. Uh, Ira Winderman will join us at 1030. We got some things to talk about. I, I got I got some stuff I got to get off my chest on the heat. Uh, and uh, Jimmy Butler. Uh, Alan Poupart will stop by at 1130. Andy Barons will talk NFL draft and Dolphins with him at noon. 1230, former Dolphin great Keith Sims will be joining us. So we'll talk a little Tua with him. We'll talk Mike McDaniel, who's celebrating his 40th birthday today. Happy birthday to Mike McDaniel. We'll, he played with Zach Thomas, so we'll get uh, his favorite Zach story out of him. So we'll talk to Keith Sims, you know, a guy that I could argue that Keith Sims and uh, and, and uh, what's it called? Uh, Richmond Webb. I could make an argument that those guys, you know, do they, do they ever get Hall of Fame consideration? You know, so we'll talk to Keith Sims and we'll get his thoughts on the uh, current Dolphins. What's what's he like about Mike McDaniel and, and the staff and Tua and all of that? Uh, Keith is always good. I was going back and forth with Keith last night. Keith and I, we don't talk nearly as much football. We end up talking about life and politics and crypto and finance and all kinds of other stuff. Well, you know what I mean? Football is like the, the side subject to it all. It's funny with me and Keith as we go back and forth. But anyway, so... Um, Keith will join us at 1230, so we'll have a little fun with him, and we'll get into all things football uh, with uh, Keith Sims. So we'll try to do that and uh, and get it going. So uh, looking forward to it, working on other uh, Dolphin interviews for you guys, too, uh, throughout the week. So we'll have some fun on all of that. Uh, the Chris Rock special was epic. The rip job are we going to be honest now? Are we going to really be honest now? The comedy was all right. 
the comedy wasn't. I've seen other stand-ups of his that are way better when it came to the comedy. It was all about the last couple of minutes. Are we going to kid ourselves here? We're not, we're not going to start saying that this was one of the great comedy skits of all time, right? We're not going to bullshit ourselves with that, are we? Are we going to do any of that? We're not, right? We're just going to talk about the last couple of minutes and him ripping into Will and um and uh, what's her name? Uh, Mink, uh, not Minko. What's her name? Uh, uh, oh, God, whatever. Uh, but his wife, uh, Jada, Jada Pinkett. Uh, I, I get it, you know, and he's talking about how she's screwing her son's best friend and and, you know, they're they're a weird couple and all that other stuff. OK. Uh, I, I get it. I get it that. Uh, you know, you got to Will is getting jiggy with it. I get I get all of that. But um, that's really what it was all about, because I watched the whole thing. And comedy-wise, it, it was almost forced. You know what I'm saying? It was almost like he was trying too hard to be funny on the funny part of it, on the comedy side. It was more about the last couple of minutes of it that actually was absolutely, you know, an epic rip job and, you know, finally let your your peace out and all that stuff but if we're going to talk about some of his prior stand-ups or we're going to talk about live on the sunset strip or we're going to talk about delirious or we're going to talk about raw we're going to talk about you know i i can come up with a a, a hundred other stand-up routines from i don't care sebastian manacaskill or any of these other guys that were just way better than what I saw from Chris Rock the other night. Let's be honest now, okay? The comedy was, eh, was all right. I didn't really laugh a lot. There wasn't really a lot of times that I was laughing my ass off with Chris Rock throughout that whole special. So just, you know, let's, let's you know, don't bullshit me. You know what I'm saying? It was more about the last couple of minutes, more than anything else. And it was epic and it was awesome. And I'm glad he got it off his chest, obviously. Uh, he probably needed to get it off his chest. And everybody was asking for it. We all wanted to hear his side. We all wanted to hear his explanation. By now, with all the extra information that we've gotten since then, you know, we kind of have more of a... Uh, a, 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 a clear picture of what what demons the, that couple is actually going through the crap that, you know, obviously Will Smith has created for himself and all that stuff. So it, now we've we've got more context to all of this. OK, it was an epic, epic, epic close to the show. You know, I mean, in the last line. You know, I, I I was raised right. My parents told me don't fight in front of white people. You know that that was that was that was probably the funniest line he had throughout the whole thing. Actually, to be quite honest, but um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was mediocre to less than average. Uh, his whole his whole routine, and then the final part was absolutely sensational. 
if we're going to really call it like it is, okay? Mediocre stand-up, exceptional rip job at the end. That's kind of the way I, I would look at it, okay? That's about it. Um, what else do we have? Uh, to do, to do. It made me sick to my stomach hearing. Let's go, Nick. Chance at the day. At, well, I mean, that's what the Heat has earned. Unfortunately, man, they're not a really good team this year. So a lot of fans are selling their tickets. You know what I mean? Uh, GP Trap says, "Nope, you're right. I actually fell asleep on it. Yeah, it wasn't really that funny. Let's be honest. It was kind of." It was kind of like a forced special because he had to air his, you know, air out his laundry. That's all. Genius move by Netflix. They're not in the live game. So they added a live event to see. And then they picked a perfect, you know, a perfect moment to start it because everybody's been dying to hear his side of the story. So I didn't get to see it live myself. I Like I told you, I watched it on Saturday night. You know, one o'clock in the morning, one thirty, I think it was one forty when I first turned it on. Uh, so yeah, you know, I, I saw it after. I didn't see it live myself, but yeah, that was super smart on their part. But let's be honest, the comedy wasn't shit. It wasn't really anything impressive, to be quite honest. Uh, SMF Finn says on Chris Rock, I was definitely referring to the last part. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Richard says bigger and blacker. Oh, God, bigger and blacker is a, a thousand times better than what I saw on Saturday night from Chris Rock. I'm telling you, it was forced. It's forced. You know, that's all. It, 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 it felt forced. It felt like he was trying. He had to repeat things, repeat points constantly. You know what I mean? And it was just one of those where he even got a, the jokes wrong and, you know, and had to then, you know, get it right. It, it just, it was like there was, it was like he didn't really have really great new material. So he had to come up with some material, but it really wasn't top notch material in order to get to the meat of the matter. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, um, it's it's you stopping at Crystal Burgers and you you just got to eat something and you wanted to get a couple Crystal Burgers in uh, just because you really enjoy Randy's Donuts and you wanted to have a Randy's Donut because that's exceptional. But you figure like, I can't have just a dessert, so I got to eat some dinner. So I'll eat a couple Crystal Burgers just to get anything in there just to have the Randy's Donuts. And that's kind of what we had. We had to we had to deal with the Crystal Burgers, you know, routine, just so we can have the Randy's donut at the end of the uh, the whole skit. Is that clear enough for most of you? Well, I don't know. Do you guys know what Randy's donuts is in L.A.? Famous, delicious glazed donuts. Okay. By the way, props in Indianapolis. This fat guy here knows glazed donuts. Jack's Donuts in Indianapolis. Props to you. You got some good glazed donuts. Jack's Donuts in Indianapolis. Nice job. Love it. Very good donuts. Man. 
Those are really sweet um, glazed donuts. So nice job by you, Jax. Uh, Dan, I like Chris Rock, but I'm a bit more of a fan of Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr. That's fine. It's not really what it's all about. I'm, we're just talking about what happened in his last skit. Um, did you see the SNL monologue of Travis Kelsey? No, I have not seen the monologue. I ran into a couple of uh, skits on SNL on YouTube, but I have not seen the monologue. Was it good? I got to see it. I haven't seen it. Uh, that's with a lot of comedians where they have to repeat the material, especially when you've been performing for almost 40 years. I started to watch it and it was okay. I lost interest. Well, you just got to speed up to the end, Dan. Really? You just want to go to the end. Uh, have you watched? Oh yes. The Woodstock 99 documentary. I saw it, dude. I saw it with the fires and, and the people starving and all the crap that went on. Yeah, dude. It was like. That shit was crazy, that 99 documentary. I watched it. I watched it with the wife a couple of months back. And, um, yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. It was like a Dairy Queen hot dog. Not very good. <laughs> Touche, Terry. Touche. Touche, my brother. <laughs> Uh, Frankie says AW Revolution was better than the Chris Rock special. Big O MJF one. So what? What was is that? Was that my prediction? MJF? Well, it was. Was there a prediction involved? Now I'm 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 brain farting now completely. I know I did some kind of a prediction. I forgot now. Travis Kelsey was good on SNL, especially his last skit when the girl took his hand, rubbed all over her breast. Funny. Okay. All right. Hand rubbing all over breasts. It's always funny. Speaking of breasts, uh, what's it called? Uh, our uh, uh, Paige Sporanic had one over the weekend. Jesus Christ, that woman. Um, Keith Brown, I agree, Big O. It was forced. He looked nervous. Thumbs down, bro. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the stand-up was mediocre. It was all about the ending. Travis Kelsey was actually funnier than I thought it would be. He even brought Jason Kelsey. Oh, okay. Mike Garofalo saying car close to deal with Saints. Really? Really? I was reading a I was reading an article this morning that said that Derek Carr's preferred destination was the Jets. But the Carolina and then, you know, the Saints are still in the mix. So now the Saints are, you know, um, maybe. Well, you listen with with Olave there. That's a uh, you know, you get yourself a nice young receiver that you can grow with, you know, uh, not that he needs growing. He's in his he's in his prime, but at least he gets a a young one there. So uh, Saints are closing in on a deal. That's pretty good. I see it there now coming up with Garofalo. That is uh, that's cool. Garofalo is a really, really good dude, by the way. I know him. I've known him for a long time. Um, really, really good dude, by the way. One of those guys I pull for all the damn time, man. Uh, really, really good people. Uh, when does the new league year start officially? I believe it's like um, it's a couple of days from now. We gave you all the dates. Uh, here it is. I still have my notes here. How about that for preparations? Um, 
Let's see. Here we go. NFL schedule. Uh, February 21st starts the uh, franchise and transition tags. Uh, March 13th through the 15th, teams are permitted to talk to each other to negotiate. March 15th, league year starts. Free agency begins at 4 p.m. So the 13th through the 15th, they start the negotiations. So we are a week away, sir, or or um, it's, uh, Jason, sir. So we are a week away from it starting. Well, actually, a little less because the 13th, they start like they weren't tampering this week. <laughs> so stupid, but whatever. So it officially, they start to negotiate the 13th through the 15th. And then on the 15th at 4 p.m., that's when free agency will start. Okay. April 21st is the deadline for restricted free agents to sign their offer sheets. And then uh, 27th through the 29th is the NFL draft. And we'll tell you where we're going to be at for the NFL draft. We're working on that right now as we speak. So we're trying to nail that down and be somewhere for uh, Thursday and Friday. I know Thursday the Dolphins won't have a pick, but you never know because trades can happen and things can happen and anything can happen, uh, especially with uh, with Trader Chris. Uh, that's one thing I've learned with uh, Chris Greer since he's been here. That dude can make some moves. So, yes. So there you go. That is uh, that is the word. Uh, Big O, do you think the Jets get left out on left out on Aaron Rodgers? I don't know, my brother. I, I really don't know any. None of us really know. You know what I mean? I don't know where Carr is going to go or whatever. And and so if he goes to the Saints, then Aaron, well, it looks like the Raiders are out of it. Remember the Raiders last week, the reports are the general manager and the head coach said that they don't think they're going to be quarterback searching this year because they don't feel that they're a quarterback away from a tie, from being a contender and that they're not in the in the in the market to give up high picks for a 39-year-old quarterback for a one or two-year thing. The Brady thing screwed them. Screwed them because he was going to sign as a free agent. So they didn't have to give up anything. And then he retires, and that puts it all on ice now. So they're not in the market for Aaron Rodgers. They lose out on Derek Carr. Do they want Garoppolo is the question. And it doesn't seem like they want Garoppolo because they're not going for a quarterback. So where does Garoppolo end? Does he end up with the Jets or does Aaron Rodgers? If Derek Carr is going to go to to the Saints, you know what I mean? It's a uh, it's an interesting you know chess game that's going on or shell game actually not chess game shell game that's going on with all these quarterbacks. We'll see. Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he fits in New York, but God, I want him to go to New York. You know, I, I, I let me tell you something. I'm shocked the Giants are not the team saying, hey, Derek, come here. I, I why would I want the other guy, Daniel Jones? The guy wants 40, 45 million a year. Screw that, dude. That guy's not worth that. If I'm them, I would have gone after Derek. Carr. I don't know why that conversation has not happened. It's amazing to me. By the way, let's uh let's go over it on the weekend here. 
it, it is t- are you guys are you do you guys are you guys in the smoking mood cuz i i'm in the smoking mood cuz this weekend we got to talk up first of all Let's talk about the University of Miami and let's give them a little love. Congratulations to the University of Miami. They are the co-ACC champions in the regular season after their 78-76 to win over Pittsburgh. That is a huge victory. It is time to light up our victory cigar, baby. Come on. Light it up, Sean. Light up that victory cigar. Love it. One more time. Victory cigar, baby. Yeah. So our Perdomo victory cigar lit with that 78-76 win. It's funny because Miami ends up 15-5 and in the ACC. Pittsburgh's 14-6. and It's the rest of college basketball is playing Larinaga's game that he's been playing since George Mason. He's never been the guy that's getting the McDonald's All-Americans. He's always the guy that has to out-coach you, out-hustle you, find the hard-working kids, and, and, and try to find the guys that he can keep around for multiple years that aren't necessarily stars. The rest of the league has to now do that because McDonald's All-Americans are done. Guys don't stay anymore for even one year. They're gone to the G League. They're gone overseas. They're chasing the money. Uh, and there's no longer stars in college basketball hanging around for three or four years like the 80s and the 90s. Everybody's playing his game, and that's why he thrives. So it's amazing stuff. The Miami Heat, who are in the abyss, but... I'll give them credit. At least they beat Atlanta on Saturday night, 117-109. Give me a little victory cigar. And then on Saturday, you know, the, the Panthers have got a deep hole to get out of still just to get into the playoffs. All right? But I give them credit on Saturday. Penguins came into town. Kachuk and Barkov each had a pair of assists. Verhage with a goal and an assist. And they beat the Penguins 4-1. to one. Give me that victory cigar. And then in football, that's right, Inter-Miami, the only undefeated team in South Florida. They put a whooping on a really good Philadelphia Union team. They played an exciting brand of football. They were attacking. They put on a show with a couple of goals. Drake Callender put on a show as a showstopper. And they beat Philadelphia two to nothing. Give me that victory cigar. Oh, oh, baby. That is awesome. Great weekend, man. Great weekend there. Picking up a whole bunch of victories, man. And that Inter Miami, well, we got to get into, uh, we got to get into everything going on. Basketball. We got to get into hockey. We got to get into, you know, soccer. We got to into college basketball. But a lot of victory cigars this weekend. So that was, uh, that was actually good stuff there. And the Inter-Miami goals, wow. The Taylor goal was just, 
wicked. That was gorgeous, dude. That Taylor goal. And can you imagine when we get messy? Can you imagine when we get messy? Friday, by the way, we're going to be at Canesware in Davie broadcasting live. So Thursday we'll be at Hialeah Park. Friday we'll be at Canesware. Okay? So just in case, if you want to catch us on the road this week, you got two appearances that we're going to be at. Thursday, Hialeah Park. Friday will be in Broward in Davie at Canesware 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Uh, Big O, have you spoke on the Anderson report? What is the Anderson report? You got me there, Sean? What's the Anderson report? I'm guessing Josina Anderson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that stupid shit eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got nothing against Josina. Okay? That's a stupid-ass report. That's all I got to say. I got nothing against Greg Cody. That's some weak-ass shit riding about Lamar Jackson. That's all. They don't... The First of all, I don't know how much the, the, the head coach and the general manager have to tell you that the two is the guy. How excited they are about it. How much they want to move forward and all that. That right. So you're basically calling those guys like flat-out liars while they continue to tell you. Then the Dolphins don't have first-round picks to trade. They don't have the cap space. They have to create cap space just so they can put more players around the team that they've got to improve. Like, there's so many things that just make zero sense. But I get it. It's the offseason. Some reporters need to get their names out there. Some writers are just lazy and want to fill space. That's basically what Greg Cody did the last couple times when he's writing a column about Lamar Jackson. He's just filling space because there's enough suckers out there that will buy it hook, line, and sinker. Lamar Jackson can't even run Mike McDaniel's offense. Maybe that's something that Greg Cody and Josina Anderson don't understand. Maybe they're not really that good in football. Maybe they really don't understand X's and O's. But he's not accurate enough. So also, are the Dolphins going to change their entire offense for a player now? Or is this is, or is this coordinator dead set on his offense? You know, there's a lot of shit there that none of it makes sense. But if you had a freaking football IQ, again, no shot at Greg Cody or Jacina Anderson. No shot. But if you had a football IQ, you would know it doesn't fit. If you had a football IQ. Ira Winderman is next. Keep fans. Time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider Ira Winderman, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. It's the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report. Here's Ira Winderman. All right. Good morning, Ira. How are you doing? So I guess I shouldn't be reporting that the Heat are looking into Aaron Rodgers. Fine. I'll stay off of that one also as well. Well, listen, the way the way Pat Riley and front office are making decisions, it seems like they've been in a dark room for a few years. I, anyway, I, 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 would, I would like to add a 40 year old. So maybe it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, Sean, can you pull up the uh, the soundbite from Jimmy Butler there for me? 
because I, 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 I found this humorous. I found this laughable. I found this entertaining. I found it insulting. I found it. I can use a lot of adjectives to dis- to describe what I thought of this soundbite from Jimmy Butler. And Sean, if you can, I know we've got your puss on the air there. But can no, we put saying, the- when I play it, you guys are going to go off the screen. It's it's a video. That's fine, but we'll both be watching. Take us off the Listen, taking both of us off the screen is a good thing for the viewer. There's no doubt about that, but go ahead. Knock yourself out. I mean, I'm at a point now, I think everybody is, where um, it doesn't surprise us. We just, we we really get bored with the process, <clears throat> and I, I I can't tell you why. And, you know, we, we, we play hard, and sometimes we get back in the game like we did tonight, and sometimes we don't. But either way it goes, if we just play basketball the right way the entire game, I don't think that we're in that situations more, situation more often than not. But for some odd reason, um, we think it's going to be easy, so we just go out there and go through the motions. I love this, Ira. Okay, so wait a minute. Okay, so you're the 80s Lakers and Celtics. You're bored of the process. Dude, I understand. You get all the way to the title. You win it. You got to climb that whole mountain again. You're the 90s Bulls. You know, you're tired of the process. Dude, I get it. It's tough to get back to the championship every year and win it and win it and win it. And you're led by a maniacal champion in, in Michael Jordan. You're the 2000 Spurs. Yeah, the process gets a little tiring because you've been at it. You're the Miami Heat. You haven't accomplished jack shit. You haven't won anything. How can you be tired of the process? I Last time I checked, I used to hear tired of the process from champions talking about trying to climb that hill again. I understood that one. I don't understand this one. You can't be tired of a process you've never actually ever dominated. You know what I'm saying? That I don't understand. I can understand an artist who, you know, Bruce Springsteen has to try to create another great album again. You too, another great album again. I get that, dude. That's a hell of a challenge. And go out on a world tour and put it all together again and and all the pressure from the record company and your fans. You got to accomplish in that then climb that mountain. The Miami Heat have not climbed any goddamn mountain to be bored with any process. Tyler has not accomplished anything. Neither has Bam. Jimmy has never won a title. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm missing. How can you get bored of a process you haven't even dominated? Well, a couple of things. First of all, let's put perspective on that tape. That was after the loss to New York. Then they went ahead and they beat Atlanta. So they obviously took a step forward there. I think big really Atlanta's a soft ass team that doesn't prove anything every single year. They got no heart. I I, I mean they're they're new, just new coach. Like, Good yeah, coach. it's just yeah, it's that's a team in 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 transition. I'm not that impressed that you beat Atlanta. That's a mentally weak team as it is. Come on. And the other element of this is, and I think this is where Jimmy was going. There's no easy path for the Miami Heat, the way the roster is set up, the way their style is. They have to do everything so finely, so precisely, so difficultly. That's the difference. When you have innate scorers, guys you can just give the ball, 
okay, we don't want to run this set. We don't want to set a couple of screens. We don't want to set an elevator screen. We don't want to have to run with precision. But you're so good, Emmanuel, quickly last night for the Knicks, for example, Julius Randle against the Heat, just get us some buckets. The Heat only have one bucket getter, and he's a very uneven bucket getter in Tyler Hero. He can reel off 12 straight points or 12 straight misses. Everything else that he do is getting Jimmy in position, Jimmy backing down his man, Jimmy bumping and grinding, Jimmy getting to the foul line. Big O, that's hard. If they're getting the ball to Bam Adebayo, it's setting a screen. It's him setting up a man. It's him hitting that difficult floater in the lane. That's hard. So I think what Jimmy was getting to, and I think this is true, the Heat have to work harder to score than just about every other team in the NBA. That grinds on you. The way they put this roster together without a bunch of innate scores because they insist on playing 1990s-style defense and trying to grind it out at a time in the NBA where there's no more grinding. You damn well better be able to score. So I think Jimmy's point right there was it's hard to do what we do relentlessly minute in and minute out. That's what I think he was saying was to grind and grind and grind and be more than 60 games into it That's what they set themselves up for. There's a reason they're the lowest scoring team in the NBA. There's a reason they're in the bottom five in offensive net rating. It's hard for these guys. That's the roster construction. There are not natural scorers here. Jimmy works his ass off. Bam works his ass off. Tyler is up and down. It's the process of the roster. So you were counting on Duncan Robinson hitting threes. Not happening. You were counting on Max Drews hitting threes. Not happening. You were counting on Victor Oladipo being your six-man sort of set it up off the bench and score, not happening. So I think what Jimmy was said, and you can even see in the tone when he was well, talking no, I, about I, By the way, you were counting on your $30 million uh, teammate to come through too. Not as a score. Not, no, I wasn't counting on Kyle Lowry as necessarily a score. But yes, as a setup man to make things easier, absolutely. The guy has not played since February 2nd. That Spe- makes spending $30 million on a facilitator? <laughs> You know what? A, a, a great facilitator could be worth it. Chris Paul has shown that in what he's done in Oklahoma City, in Houston, certainly now in Phoenix. So, yes, the right player. That's why they got rid of Goron. Goron, even at the moment he was let go, yeah, was a better scorer. If I'm than Jimmy Kyle. Butler, I, I want to recruit a guy that's going to take some pressure off of me, not actually add more pressure on me. And that's exactly what Lowry does because since he can't score, he can only give it to you so you can score more. <laughs> but he can give it to you in a better scoring position so you don't oh, have to God. back down yeah, the man. Yeah, still got to grind. It's so still the same still, way. He can score on cuts, his pitch ahead passes. That Look, that was the plan. So what I'm saying is so much has gone south for the Heat right now. You know what? I bet even if you check your chat board and we're honest here, Big O, I know there were expectations for the Heat after going to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. But when we see how it's playing out, when we see now the Heat are going to the play and round, I think we have to be honest and step back here for a second and tell ourselves there are five teams that are clearly better than the Heat in the East. Milwaukee is better. Boston is better. Philadelphia is better. New York is better, and Cleveland is better. So you're playing for sixth place. Big O, when you're playing for sixth place, you can't have the same motivation. You just can't as when you're playing for championships. The Heat are in a tough spot this season. They shackled themselves with the luxury tax by not going over. They saw other teams make net games. They didn't. Obviously, they had the injuries because they went old, and when you go old, you deal with injuries. And that's where you wind up. So really, 
the ultimate for the Heat after the season is they, they could raise six fingers after the season of going, we're number six, because that's basically the upside of where they are this season. That's just the brutal honesty. By the way, uh, breaking news, the Saints are giving their new QB, Derek Carr, a four-year deal. With a big number coming, they'll make it work with their cap situation. So Saints got their quarterback, by the way. Just a little breaking news for those of you out there. All right. Poor, um, poor, poor Taysom Hill. I'm sure he thought he'd be just be the running quarterback for years to come. <laughs> yeah. Um, so where, where do they go this offseason? Because to me, that's really – this is not a team that's going to make any kind of a deep run in the playoffs. They're just not built – for today's they're seated, basketball. They're not seeded for it. You know, again, we talk about you thread the needle, you get the right matchup, you get a Cleveland or something. If they're in the play-in, they're playing Milwaukee or Boston in the first Even round. They have a higher seed, Ira. They're not a good team. They're not going no, anywhere. No, and that's where they are, and that's where they go out. Big O, if they win two games in the first round, if they make the first round, it's probably their upside against Milwaukee or Boston. That's honesty. So the question comes down to what I've said at the sunset, and my ask Ira column is this. Do you attach sweeteners to your bad contracts to get rid of them? Or do you just have to sit back for a year and saying, let the Kyle Lowry thing expire. Take another year off the Duncan Robinson contract. Don't overspend for Struess and Gabe Vincent and rework it. And maybe even move Jimmy Butler. But if you oh, move I, Jimmy Butler, yeah, you're, then you're not setting yourself back just a year. You're setting yourself back years. This team has never done that I, before. I, I, dis I disagree. If you okay. trade Jimmy Butler... And and uh, and Lowry's contract expires in a year. You now are opening up a crap ton of salary for 2024, 2025 season. Yeah, 23, 24 might be rough and that's fine. And that's a transition year. But if somehow or another you can unload Lowry and Butler, that's a lot of money that you're unloading. And now you can finally keep yourself liquid, which is what I've said for many years now, all the way back to the journeymen when they made commitments to all those guys. And I said, man, all you have to do is sign guys to one year deals, stay liquid, keep the money the following year and see if the if the whale appears. And if the whale appears, you have the money. So I disagree with you. And on the Butler thing, well, everybody's way behind on me because I would have I would have tried to move his ass if I could, you know, during the trading deadline. I was not a fan of this extension with Butler. And obviously, I was never a fan of this Lowry deal. I think it is a positive. I don't know if anybody could trade for Butler. You know, I don't know if somebody's willing to trade for Butler and think that they're a Butler away from a title. But if you can do it. There's no doubt in my mind you have to do it, and at least you open up that monster cap space two years later. And you strip yourself down to this, Big O. As you know, to get a free agent and attract someone, you have to be seductive to them. In other words, when Kevin Durant looked at the Suns, he said, yeah, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, I want to go there. If you strip the heat down, you're stripping down to Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. Do you think that is seductive enough to get an A-list player for example, Luka Doncic, when he becomes available in a couple of years, is that enough to seduce him? Or did they look at Tyler Hero as sort of a guy? I think a lot of players like to play with Bam because his defense helps you look better. So that's the question you have is how seductive is a Tyler Hero and a Bam Adebayo in luring free agents? Does it have the allure of a Dwayne Wade? Probably not. Does it have the allure of a Jimmy Butler and Bam when Kyle Lowry came here for better or worse? 
probably not there either. So maybe yeah, another by, break. By the way, we, ha we, we haven't seen a star come play for Jimmy Butler yet. Hasn't happened. This You, you ended up getting an over-the-hill friend of his come here. But, you know, that, that whole talk of waiting for that star, uh, how many more years are you going to wait, man? This is year four already. I heard all this shit from the get-go. Oh, they'll find the other star to play with Butler. Well, they haven't found that star. How much longer are you going to wait? Because the Jimmy Butler cliff is, he's about to go off that cliff. And that body of his will not respond anymore. That is a bigger thing than going off a cliff because of this reason. Percentages-wise, when Jimmy has played, he's having a career season. His overall efficiency, his overall shooting percentages, he's missed 15 games. If he just missed 15 games, I know you don't like to hear this, Big O. Yeah, That's no. not the norm for a really good player in his 30s in the NBA. So you might see that cliff in a year. You might see it a little bit further because the man is psychotically driven to succeed. So you don't know exactly when or even if that's going to happen. But I think it comes down to this. Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, Mickey, Mickey Harrison, Nick Harrison, Andy Ellisberg, Adam Simon have to sit there and say, is a core of Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo a championship core? And if not, hell, maybe you let them go also. Maybe if Joel Embiid doesn't get out of the second round, which he never has in his entire career, you could be seduced into trading Bam Adebayo and maybe even Tyler for Joel Embiid. That's more of the Pat Riley way of doing things than having the patience and waiting down the road for space to open up. No, I, I get that. But I just think that you're I, I think you're progress stopping yourself by being stuck with these bad contracts. That's all I think. I, you've got to unload that Lowry, the Duncan and and then eventually the well, Butler. Like you, said, you can also wait on the Lowry and patience might be more prudent there than taking on long term money from someone else. Oh, so yeah, no, no, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. With Lowry, you only have a year left. So unless right. you can get a, a unless you can get, you know, a classic Riley disgruntled player from somewhere that they've got to get rid of them. And yet he's really a good player and you got a couple of years left, but they don't want to deal with the couple of years. They'll deal with the one year of Lowry. That's the one saving grace that we could, you know, you know, hang on for if there's a disgruntled star out there that they've got to unload and needs out, which I don't know if that exists right now. Well, right? it might be Rudy Gobert, but I want nothing to do with that no. contract. Yeah. So that's another no. story. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that. All right. Uh, they've uh, they've got uh, the Hawks again tonight, right? Got to win, and you got to win. There's no more splitting these two game series. Oh, it's hard to beat a team twice in a row. No, you're the Miami Heat. If you want to get out of the playing round, you're probably going to have to finish your schedule something like 13 and four in order to catch Brooklyn. You can't go into these series against Atlanta going, we'll just get a split. Or even Big O on Wednesday and Friday, they're playing the Cavaliers. Got to win both of those also. You either make your statement now or you're just one of the run-of-the-mill playing teams playing on the Tuesday after the regular season being desperate. Not a good look for the Miami Heat. Well, uh, by the way, follow him on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat. Catch his work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Better yet, subscribe like I do. Ira, as always, thank you, my friend. Oh, by the way, one more thing. Sure. The John Moran thing, like – Kid, screw your head on right. I mean, this guy's got the world by the balls. Surround yourself with the right superstar. people. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's like, this is a real shame if he continues down this path and doesn't screw his head on right because this is a young man that's got every opportunity in front of him. And to see the stuff that's been going on, wow, dude. I mean, 
you know, you, I, you know this going back to the Dolphins and Stu Weinstein when he was there and everything. You don't just vet the player; you vet the player's entourage. You know everyone that he's around, and if you see a player traveling in the wrong circle, you get ahead of it instead of now the Grizzlies being behind the curve in that, and you let that player know, hey, I know this guy was loyal to you. I know this guy is a distant relative, but this is not in your best interest. That's what they have to do now with John Morant because, big O, a free agent's not going to Memphis. Everything there has to be internally and developed, whether it's Jaron Jackson Jr., whether it's John Morant, whether it's Brandon Clark. It has to be their draft picks. If that doesn't work out, they're not signing a free agent to replacing John Morant. They have to try to find a way to make it work. He's an immense talent. Yeah. And, you know, I always say this about famous people. And that's if you're an entertainer, a musician, a politician, a, 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 an athlete. They have more to lose than we do. You cannot hang around people that don't have that don't have anything to lose. I almost feel like once you step into that world, you need to be around people that have as much to lose as you do, because once you put yourself in a position where it's people that have nothing to lose, that puts you at risk immensely. It's sad. I hate to put it that way, but I think when you're at that stature, that's how much you have to protect yourself in this world because you really can't trust the average person out there. You have no idea what their intentions are. So you're better hanging around other stars, other athletes, other high profile people, the kind of people that have that are risking the same kind of things you are on a daily basis. I hate to say it, but that's kind of the life you, you should lead, unfortunately. Absolutely. And we'll get into that a little bit more Wednesday and the red recover.com inside the paint show at 9 a.m. And then uh, hopefully it plays out better for Ja. If not, I'll be talking to you again Friday in our accurate Pembroke Pines report. So looking forward to that as well. Ira, thank you. Enjoy the basketball tonight, my friend. Appreciate you. And talk to you Wednesday, 9 a.m. right here. Thanks, Big O. You got it. It's a, it's a shame, but I, I really feel that way. You People like this, they should not hang around average people. They should not. I mean, John Moran was in the pickup game with a 17-year-old. And who knows what that 17-year-old did or said or whatever that got him so riled up that he went and got a gun. Well, you know what, bro? Don't hang around 17-year-olds. You know, if the if the team takes you to a team function, to a hospital or a boys' club or whatever, that's the kind of stuff you go, you visit, you're there in a team setting, you've got officials around you, boom, boom, you're out. I'm sorry. Once you're famous, you should not hang around average people because you don't know who they are and what their intentions are. And usually all it does is it puts you at risk. And and whether, you know, whether this is John Morant's fault or not, you got it, you know, and, and it, whatever. You grew up in a barrio, the trailer park, the hood. Whatever the hell you want to call it that you come from, you got to leave them behind, bro. You got to leave them behind because more often than not, the boys from the barrio are going to bring you down. Why? They got nothing to lose. You got everything to lose. And that's the problem because they're still thinking like you used to think when you had nothing to lose and they still act like you used to act when you were young and you had nothing to lose. They're 30, 
They're 25, they're 45, but they're still thinking like when you were 15. That's why you can't go back. You got to move forward, unfortunately, because if not, it's going to bring you down. And it happens all the damn time. That's your Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA Report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's in Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Devin Jordan, thank you for the love on the super chat. He said, hey, Ira, what's your thoughts on John Moran flashing that gun and getting suspended? We just talked about that. So there you go. Um, appreciate it as always, Devin. Thank you, sir. Uh, knowing that the Heat will probably split against Atlanta and Cleveland. <laughs> I had to double take that big O. I thought that was the Raiders hat. LOL. I was like, why the hell is he wearing a Raiders hat? I would never wear a Raiders hat, sir. Okay. Never. Uh, what do we have here? Okay. In most cases, the star uh, stays in the same mindset no matter how much money they make. Some just don't value what they receive for their hard work. Yeah, it's just well, Jaws also young. So young people do stupid things. We all do stupid things when we're young. We all make mistakes and... You know, we all tie ourselves to the wrong people and that kind of stuff that happens. Mistakes happen. John Moran is no different, and he's entitled to screw up because we all screw up. The question is now, he got his wake-up call. Is he looking in the mirror? Is he actually going to take accountability? Does he mean what he says? Is he going to stop acting like a punk? Because that's what a punk acts like. So it's up to him now. Okay? It's all up to him now. How does he want to carry himself? And we're going to find out now. We're going to find out if he's just a phony that tells you one thing and then continues to make the same mistakes over and over and over and over again. So, you know, what can I tell you? Oh, what are your thoughts on Carr going to New Orleans? Does he make them a playoff team? I think they got a shot to be in the playoffs. Hell yeah, definitely. They got a good defense. Um, Carolina doesn't have a quarterback yet. Uh, Tampa is a mess. And Carolina and Atlanta's a mess. Oh, yeah, they make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, they make the playoffs. Yes, they make the playoffs, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, now that I assess the rest of that division... Yeah, yeah, they're making the playoffs for sure. Guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, Big O, not even a Raiders coach, John Madden? No, nothing. Nothing. No, no. I don't, I don't wear any other. I don't wear any NFL teams, dude. How do wear the Dolphins, my brother? <laughs> I live and die and ride and die with the Alcoa and Orange. You're not going to catch me wearing a... a Ahead of any other NFL team ever. Don't care about any NFL team. No. 
no one. No John Madden, no nothing. Okay? Rest in peace, John Madden. We love you, all that, but you ain't a dolphin. So you ain't going on this head. Okay? No, no, no. Yeah, I can see how you think, you know, quickly you think it's like a Raiders hat. And, yeah, I get it. That's That, that kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? But no, baby. No, enter. That was a beautiful game. That was a great game on Saturday. Okay? I, I, uh, I watched it yesterday. And I had some time. And uh, that was fun, dude. That was a lot of fun uh, watching that game. They played an electric game. They were attacking constantly. Uh, hell, they almost scored off the post. Moda almost got that one off the post. Uh, the Moda goal is actually hilarious. Okay? Because the Moda goal comes off the same stupid mistakes Pizarro makes. And he played well, by the way. He set up the other goal, too. Uh, he he set up the, the 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 shot against the post from Moda. He also set that one up. But if you notice, um, Pizarro has a bad habit of hanging onto the ball too long. And in that Moda goal, he clearly hung onto the ball so long that the defender took it away from him. But he couldn't clearly take it away from him that he he poked it, but it came off of Pizarro and it rebounds to Moda. Fortunately, and then Moda unloads and has the goal. But it's so funny how that goal came from one of Pizarro's normal, like, transgressions. Like a bad habit that he has that he thinks he can dribble through 87 people. And <laughs> for sure, on that play, he did the same bullshit he was pulling two years ago that most of us were getting pissed off at him because he hangs on to the goddamn ball too long instead of one-timing the bitch and moving it on, you know? So it's just, it's just funny how one of those goals comes from his bad habit, you know what I mean? And he's played well, okay? I just, I don't want to completely pick on the guy but I, it is just hilarious how that the one goal comes off of Pizarro's bad habit. You know, I just thought it was fun. I don't know if any of you noticed that. I know there's not a lot of you that follow this and care that much about it like we do. You know what I mean? I love it. Uh, no matter what, I want Inter Miami to win the damn MLS Cup just like I wanted the Strikers or the Fusion or uh, Miami FC or whatever. You know, I, I I love all our local teams, him or she, you name it. I love them all, man. I, I root for them all. You know, Miami United, you name it. Uh, I'm always, I've always been a pro local soccer guy, always uh, want our local soccer teams to do well, and I want the, the sport to grow, and it has. I've been very happy with it, so I'm 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 happy. That was that was a really, I, I got to tell you, Neville's done a, a magnificent job with that team. He really has. Uh, let's 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 hope they can continue. But great way you 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 got your two games to start off the season at home, and you went two and zero. Oh. That is awesome. Now you've got the uh, New York City uh, uh, a team coming up. Let's see if they can get it done on Saturday, seven thirty. To Extreme says, I literally didn't know what you were talking about when you said enter until you explained it just now. Forgot Miami has soccer. 
Uh, Brett says, hang on to the ball for too long. Mm, I've heard that before from another Miami athlete. <laughs> uh, in, uh, hopefully Inter can play like this on the road. They've struggled the past few years playing on... now, nah, but that's, it's not fair to compare the last few years. You know what you have to do, Ray? What you have to do is look at what Neville has done from the first year to the second year to the third year now starting, there has been improvement all throughout. The first year was a disaster, and yet he found it. He found a way to slightly improve the team. And then the second year with the new, the 19 new players, that team got better as the season went on, okay, to sneak into the playoffs. And now this year, you're now starting off strong, okay? Uh, and, and, and this is without Campana which is you consider Campana one of your better, you know, goal scorers. I, I, I got to tell you something. All I've seen under Phil Neville is gradual improvement from this club. So I got to give him a lot of props. And something tells me that he that his team is going to play really, really hard, okay, um, on the road too. But anyway, so. Great job by Inter Miami. Uh, terrific win on Saturday against Philadelphia. Gene with the goal in the 32nd minute and the Taylor goal. My God. Chest it and then one time it in the air to the right side of the box. That was and Drake Callender. Jesus Christ, dude. He had four or five saves. Couple big time saves, too. Awesome, awesome. 7.30 Saturday against NYCFC. Uh, by the way, NYCFC uh, uh, favored by half a goal, minus 150. Miami is plus 105 with plus half a goal. And Miami is, um, what's it called? Um, plus one, 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 one and a half goal, minus 280. And New York City FC minus one and a half goal plus one eighty five. So there you go. But really entertaining way to play. Very impressed with Inter Miami start, and very impressed with this win against Philadelphia on Saturday. That was good because Montreal is not that good, but Philadelphia they are one of the best teams in the conference and in the league the last couple of years that doesn't even go without saying so good job there uh what else do we have going on well you know what we have we have the top of the hour let's take a break hour number two alan pupar will join us at 11 30 andy barons will stop by at noon dolphin fans the great keith sims will join us at 12 30 so we'll talk to uh the stud guard of the miami dolphins a guy that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about him and Webb and getting any Hall of Fame consideration. We'll talk about his, their Hall of Fame, um, what's it called, uh, teammate, Zach Thomas. We'll talk a little Mike McDaniel. We'll talk a little Tua. We'll talk a little Mike McDaniel offense and offensive line, all of those kind of things with Key Sims at 1230. So we got a lot of things to uh, talk about there. Lewis is asking me, oh, are you going to have any coverage for Team USA during the World Baseball Classic? Yeah, uh, we'll give the scores. Hour number two is next. Oh, 
great. You have a doorbell camera. Now you have a front row seat to your house getting robbed. They're breaking into my house! Ooh, there goes the TV. I'm sure it'll turn up at the pawn shop. No, not the TV! Just because you can see them, that doesn't mean you can stop them. With Slogans, you get 24-hour monitoring, a free home security system, and professional installation. Plus, free doorbell camera, one that'll actually work for you. Get out of my house! Get out of the house! Call 1-800-ALARM-ME. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Caneswear at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CS, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They're committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Property damage claims to your home, business, or condo as a result of a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. Water, mold, fire, smoke damage, Welton Rayom can help. Call 954-966-4646. Welcome to Red Light Therapy, a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train, fight, recover. When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks, eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com For over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for EJDConstruction.com
viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media group, Inc., ownership, management, sponsors, or website. to South Florida sports teams. Very few in the media have witnessed, lived, and covered it like the Big O. Let's start the program dedicated to your favorite South Florida teams with a passion that's unmatched. The Big O Radio Show is on. Here's the Big O. Tower number two of the program. Hope you all are doing well out there. Ah, uh, yes. Thanks to the great people at Cutter's Edge Pro. Yes, sir. William and Mike, they know how to get it done. If you're looking to turn your entire property around, maybe your business, you want to make it look better, you want to make your house look better. How about this? You want to make your backyard an oasis. You call the great folks at Cutter's Edge Pro. Trust me, if your backyard is lifeless like mine's what like mine was. Well, now our backyard has a ton of life. Now we get to hang out a lot more. We we look forward to hanging out in our backyard. Our dogs love rolling around on that artificial turf, man. So easy to maintain, I'm telling you, man. So if you want to get some artificial turf, maybe front yard, backyard, that way there's no work and it's really easy and it looks great. It looks like the real deal. And the maintenance, wow, you save hundreds and thousands in the long run. Why? Because you're not watering it all the time and you're not cutting the grass every, what, 10 to 14 days here in South Florida and during the summertime, maybe every week almost. So call the great people at Cutter's Edge Pro. If you've got trees, you got to clean up, you got them hitting power lines or on your roof, whatever, don't go doing the dangerous stuff. Hire the people that are fully insured. So that way, if they go on your property and they get hurt, you will not get sued. Remember, do not ever hire someone that is not fully insured to work on your property because they can sue you if they get injured. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. Cutter's Edge Pro, Dade, Broward, Palm Beach counties, completely fully insured. Tree trimming and removals, landscape design, outdoor lighting, irrigation design and build, synthetic turf. The lighting is really cool. We got lights where we can change it up from month to month for uh, maybe I want to put up inner Miami uh, lights after they win, or I want to put up the dolphin colors, or I want to put up the canes colors. I can do all of that. Cutter's Edge Pro, man. Check it out. Go to the Instagram page. You can see a lot of their work. Cutter's Edge Pro. They know how to get it done. Call Will or Mike, 954-472-0622 in Dade, Broward, or Palm Beach counties. If you trade Jimmy the Heater years behind uh, and they're years ahead to what, Jarrett? What are they doing with Jimmy? I, I must have missed it. Well, I, I must have missed that they're contenders. And what's left for Jimmy? Do you really want the next three years? Are you really risking to take the next three years after you're watching all the games he has to take off now? And the constant, you know, pains and soreness and injuries that he's dealing with. Big picture, my brother. It is time to, you, you have to clean the slate on this team. This team is going nowhere, dude. They're not good enough, period. And even Tyler has taken a step way back this year. Like, you, you wanted progression. There's been regression with, with Tyler. He doesn't perform in big moments enough. 
And Atlanta's not a big moment, by the way. So yeah, you know, you get you gotta you gotta get rid of all this all this stuff on this roster. But whatever, man. You know, what can I tell you? Uh, Carr, I don't think has signed the contract yet, but reports are he's agreeing to a four-year deal with the New Orleans Saints. Now, I got to tell you, one of you said that you, you uh, what was it? Uh, Two Extreme says, ha, stupid Jets lost out on Derek Carr. Hope they lose on Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders or the Panthers. Well, the Raiders are definitely out of it. But here's the thing. I actually want Aaron Rodgers to go to the Jets. I do. I think it's going to be a disaster. I really do. I, I, I think he's, I think he's such a flake that he's going to clash with the media. I think he's not really going to have a, a good time there. So I would, I, I, I want to see the train wreck. I think it's going to be a train wreck. I really do. Yeah. So I, I want to see him go to New York. And I know New York has a pretty decent team, by the way. That with the right quarterback, they can make some noise. Okay, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bullcrap you, but I just think that this Aaron Rodgers thing is about to, you know, go off the deep end, and and in New York would be the perfect place for it to go off the deep end because <laughs> it's going to be glorious. The train wreck is going to be absolutely glorious. That's all I can tell you. You know, uh, Aaron Rodgers with the New York media would, what could go wrong exactly? Uh, yeah, I, I do, Devin. I do. I do. I want it. I want it. I think it's going to be a disaster. I really do. Yeah. I, I am that guy that, that, uh, that wants it to happen. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to go as smooth as some of you might think, actually. Uh, let's see what else do we have going on in the world of sports Ravens and Lamar Jackson met according to Tom Pelissero here in Miami, by the way, and no deal, uh, was reached. So it looks like a franchise tag is coming. The non-exclusive tag looks like that's what the, the point, the point people are making out there. Insiders are saying that the non-exclusive tag is the one that they may end up using, which allows him to go out there and talk to other teams and they can set the market, which also will. I think the the thinking is that he's going to go out there and he's going to find out nobody wants to give him a guaranteed contract. And then what happens after that? And so they'll allow somebody else to negotiate the contract. And if they want that contract, they'll keep it and they'll match it. Or if they don't, they get the two first rounders for it. So we're going to find out if there's really going to be a big market for Lamar Jackson. And we're going to find out if there's an idiot out there that wants to give him a fully guaranteed contract. Uh, and I look forward to laughing at that idiot that wants to give him a fully guaranteed contract. That'll be really funny if that's what happens. This is going to end up being a holdout. He won't sign his tender. He won't sign the uh, tag, and he'll hold out. And they can't find him because he didn't sign the tag. So, you know, typical stuff. And this is going to get probably really ugly when it's all said and done because I think he is delusional about this whole, you know, 
fully guaranteed contract crap. And since he's dead set on it, I think that will end up blowing up in his face. I really do. And so now we're going to have a prolonged holdout and all that stuff, and it'll get ugly. And so then the Ravens will probably have to, you know, maybe even look for an option like a quarterback in the draft just so they can start to work on developing a quarterback. That'll be interesting, too, if they get if they draft a young quarterback in this draft. So. More uh, drama headed ahead, uh, more drama ahead for the Jackson Ravens negotiations. I do want to tell you a little bit about Nature B. And we tell you about it because they've got a great deal going on right now, 85 cents a day. That's nothing to get the protection of two golden capsules every single day. It boosts your immune system. I tell you all the time. I travel all the time. I'm out all over the place. You see, I rarely ever have a cold. Thanks to Nature B. For over 20 years, I've been taking it, folks. Less stress, allergy relief, heightened libido, fuller hair, stronger nails. Um, God, it's just, and by the way, in a virus-filled world, that's the other thing about Nature B. This just gives you another layer of protection. And folks, this 200 capsule supply, all right, which is 100 days over three months, it's 85 cents a day, $85. And listen to this, free Manuka honey lip balm also. We're going to give it to you there at the same time. I was using it in uh, in Indy. So if uh, you've got uh, some chap lips or something like that, and let me tell you something, that thing just seals your lips and right away it takes away the dryness, the chapness, all that. You're, you're going to feel it right away. I was using it this week in Indianapolis, the free Manuka honey lip balm. We're going to throw that in for you. So 85 cents a day. That's it. $85. And you get a 200 cap supply for 100 days. So for over three months. You take two a day, and by the way, it's not medicine. It's all natural. It comes from clean, green New Zealand, right from Mother Nature. So if somebody grabs 15 or 20 of them, they can't OD. They're just going to have some serious protection is what's going to happen because it's all natural. It's great for the kids, and it's great for the adults. Everybody can take those two golden capsules a day and protect themselves and keep everybody in the house. You know, pretty safe. Go to naturebee.com slash big O. That's naturebee.com slash big O. So you can take advantage of this 100-day supply for only $85 and the free Manuka honey lip balm. There you go. Naturebee.com slash big O. All right. Uh, I hope Rogers goes to the Jets. Uh, that would be so funny to see that team fall like a tremendous train wreck. I, I think it would be a disaster. I, I I would love it. I would love it. And you know what? I thought Poopart, I think it was Poopart that nailed it. Well, I think he I think he nailed it. You know, maybe not. It's just an opinion he had. But you know, I think I, I'm paraphrasing, but he kind of like said, you know, and Aaron is so arrogant that he's the kind of guy that would think, oh no, I I can handle the New York media and all that. And yes, that's it's so true. It's so true. And then you get there and then you realize, oh, crap, what have I gotten myself into? 
you know, when you're in Green Bay and there's, you know, seven, eight mics in your face, it's a hell of a lot different than 150, bro. I, I, I don't think people realize it. Okay. I really, I, I don't think people realize it takes a different type of player to play in that city compared to every other city pretty much out there. You know, Boston's another one that's pretty tough. Philly's another one that's pretty tough, but they don't have the amount of media that New York has. It, it's just, it comes from everywhere, dude. It's some crazy shit. So we'll see. Uh, Herman Edwards said Miami should pay Lamar over to a, um, no, I mean, whatever, bro. Uh, don't know if Herm said it. Don't really care about stupid comments. None of it means anything to me whatsoever. So, uh, dubs personally, I think Daniel Jones getting a contract that's 300 K less per year than Patrick Mahomes is worse than Lamar resetting the market. If Jones gets his contract done before Lamar, it could get ugly. Um, well, Jones is, I, I, I don't see him getting that contract from the, from the giants. If I'm the Giants, why would you pay him? I, apparently, they're also far apart on the deal. I wouldn't pay him at all. No way. No way. All right. What else do we have going on? By the way, how is uh, how is the market doing? I know we're starting slightly in the green. Uh, we're still slightly in the green. Bitcoin's up half a percent and Ethereum up half a percent. Okay. Really, it's all uh, Gala's up 6%. Nice. And Mana, Decentraland is up almost 6%. Illuvium's up almost 6%. Really, it's all up to the S&P. Normally, it goes with the S&P. And the S&P is up about a quarter of a point right now 20 uh, and uh dow is up 121 points nasdaq is up a third of a point but it's really when the smp really starts to fly that's when i think you'll see bitcoin go uh because it's still not at a point like people were talking about oh there's this decoupling no there's no freaking decoupling not yet dude we don't have enough people we don't have enough money yet in in the uh, space for it to start decoupling it will decouple but it we're not there yet uh that that stuff is uh that stuff is silly to be quite honest okay that is uh not believable by uh any stretch whatsoever that's all i can tell you uh what else do we have going on don't forget you can also uh make a donation through cash app or venmo at cash big o show that is cash big o show cash app or venmo you can also send in your comments on cash app or venmo kevin beal a little love on um on venmo he says big o if A-Rod comes to the Jets, we have the best division in football, and it ain't even close. Also, Big O, who's more likely to come back next year, Mostert or Jerome Baker? Oh, Mostert. I don't think Jerome Baker comes back, actually. I think Jerome Baker is one of those guys 
that either they, you know, cut down his deal drastically and readjust it, or he gets cut. That's what I think ends up happening um, in, in that whole deal. Kevin, thank you, by the way, for the love on Venmo. Appreciate it. Remember, Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show for Cash App or Venmo if you want to make a donation here on the program. What else do we have going on? Oh, by the way, I do want to remind you, uh, Alan Pupar is set to join us at 1130. So we'll have some fun with Alan and the Barons will uh, join us at noon and Dolphin fans, Keith Sims will stop by at 1230. So we'll talk to the former Dolphin great ring of honor. Um, what is what, what do I call it? Ring of honor uh, inductee or is that, is that the right way to put it? Ring of honor man, Keith Sims. He will be joining us. So we'll have some fun with Keith. We'll get his thoughts on Zach Thomas. Looking forward to And remember, for those of you that live in that Ohio area, I need a little guidance. Okay? Do we stay in Canton? Or I'm thinking, is there a town kind of in between Canton and Cleveland that's a decent little town that I can stay in that keeps me in between both? And that, you know, you're close to Ken and you're close to, you know, Cleveland. And I can kind of travel to both. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I haven't even looked, bro. Maybe there's some good concerts. I haven't even looked to see if there's any concerts in Cleveland during the evenings. Because we're going to be there for several days. Okay, because we're staying through the game. And then even the day after the game, We've got those events, that event going on that I'm sure we're going to be at that and and obviously film all of that and, and, and share some of that with you guys here on the program. So we're going to have some fun with that. But we've got to be there to see uh, Zach's, you know, retirement. I mean, not retirement, uh, induction into the... And remember, we have to also meet at the Hall of Fame and sing the Dolphin Fight Song and we're going to put it on social media. Remember what we wanted to do last time? We're going to do it this time for sure. We're all meeting at the Hall of Fame on a on the day, let, let's say they get inducted on Saturday, let's meet on Friday. At a specific time at the Hall of Fame so all of us can gather around Shula's bust and sing the Dolphin Fight song. Okay? That that shit's going to go viral and we're going to have some fun with that all right so dolphin nation you got to join me at the pro football hall of fame let's uh we'll do it on that friday okay uh let's see uh francesco says hope you're all well big o trying to hit one of these parlays so I can donate some more to the channel. <laughs> Any opinions on the most consistent three-point shooters in the NBA? Anything would help. Oh, man. Uh, so help him out so he can donate to the, uh, to, to the show. All donations help. 
Uh, do you think Kasicki gets a receiver level contract somewhere? No, I think he gets a tight end contract somewhere. And I think whoever gets him is going to get themselves one hell of a player and a playmaker, man. So there you go. Cruz says Lamar is either traded by 4 p.m. tomorrow or tagged. He'll either hold out or be traded during the draft. Uh, he definitely won't be traded at all tomorrow. That's not even close, not even accurate. Uh, he will be tagged. That's what's going to happen. He's going to get tagged. And I'm sure he'll hold out, and that's it. And we'll see if they trade him or not. But he's definitely not getting traded tomorrow. That that I can, I can guarantee you that that's not going to happen. What else do we have going on in the world of sports to talk about? Oh, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we will be joined by Alan Poupart, and we'll talk a little Miami Dolphins with him next. There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Oh, I think I know what this is. Houston, we have a package. Hello? No matter where you are, the Sloman Shield Home Security System guards your home. With next-gen perimeter protection, 24-7 monitoring, and interior motion sensing. And right now, get a free Sloman Shield Security System and doorbell camera, all professionally installed for free. World, the Shield. Welcome. Welcome to Red Light Therapy, a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train. Fight. Recover. For over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for ejdconstruction.com The viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media grouping, ownership, management, sponsors, or website. Dolphins fans, time to get inside on your favorite team with your favorite reporter with an Expos hat. Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart in our EJDConstruction.com Miami Dolphins report exclusively on a big old radio show. 
All righty, there he is, locked and loaded and ready to go. How you feeling, my man? Good I'm morning. Yourself? I'm trying to see what your, your hat says here. What's your hat? Miami something. It's an inter-Miami hat. Jeez. Oh, sorry. Not from Miami, sorry, not a soccer person. Anti-soccer people. I'm not anti-soccer. I'm just not pro-soccer. There's a difference. Okay. All right. All right. So you hate it. All right. We understand. Can't stand it. You want it to go away. Okay. Nope. That's nope. all right. Nope. I don't want it to go away. Okay. People, right. Some people enjoy it. More power to them. I, I, I don't know if I misquoted you, but uh, earlier, you are the one that said last week that Aaron Rodgers would be the guy that thinks he can handle the media in New York and all that. You did, you, you were the one that said that? I said that. Last week? Like he's so that. arrogant that he would think he could go there and, oh, no, I, I can handle them or something. Was it you last week that said that? Yep, that sounds like me. Yeah, because it's funny because it seems like Derek Carr is now going to New Orleans, right? So... The Raiders said that they're not really going for a quarterback this offseason because they don't feel they're a quarterback away, which, way to assess it, you are not. Uh, but anyway, um, so now if Derek's going there, you know, who's going to end up with the New York Jets now? Is it going to be Rodgers or is it going to be Garoppolo now, right? Because now their options are drying up here overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, who else? Jameis Winston. Uh, they running back with Zach Wilson. Who else? Uh, da, 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 da. uh that's pretty much it. That, uh, no, by the way, if 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 I'm um, what's it called? Sean Payton. Yeah, I would sign Jameis Winston as a backup to Russell Wilson. Yes. Did you see Jameis Winston's stats under under Sean Payton before you know everything was going? He it was like fifteen and three or fourteen and three, the touchdown to interception ratio or something like that. He was actually having some success with him, and so it's not going to cost you a lot of money. And obviously, you know you got cap issues there because you're paying Russell a lot of money. But just in case the Russell thing goes us awry. You got a guy kind of waiting in the wings. That would not be a bad destination, I think, for Sean and for um, for Jameis. Yeah, the only thing is that there's so many teams that have question marks at quarterback that I think Jameis Winston can put himself in a position, and I'm thinking like Washington, Carolina, Tampa Bay, uh, Atlanta. I mean, there's Las Vegas, the Jets. There's so many teams that have question marks at quarterback. I kind of get the feeling Jameis Winston – could probably hold off and go someplace where you actually have some kind of a shot to start, which ain't happening. like the Washington one. That's pretty good on your part, dude. That's a good one there because they've got the new offensive coordinator there now. He's got a kind of – can you imagine he also is able to resurrect Winston's career and runs the offense? That would kind of be the breakthrough that he needs to kind of say, okay, no, no, that's the guy. Let's give him the head coaching job. You know, that kind of stuff. That's a and good they call. have talent on okay. offense. It's not like they have talent on offense. They have some guys. Terry McLaurin's a yeah. hell of a it's a hell of a wide receiver. I uh, love McLaurin, dude. He's an awesome receiver, bro. Awesome. Love the kid that kid. Drafted, the kid they drafted a running back whose name escapes me right now for some reason. So it's a nice player, too. Yes, uh, yes. Brian Robinson, yes. is that his name? Yes, Robinson. Yes, that's him. 
Yeah. No, no, that he, yeah, he got shot too, right? Wasn't that the mm-hmm. kid that also got shot? Yeah, and they and came, came back. back from- um, yeah. That's a team. That's a team. They get good quarterback. I know, I know you're a big Tyler Heine- Taylor Heineke guy. I'm not. Um, as a backup, as a backup. Okay, backup. they get they get decent quarterback play. That's a team that can make some noise. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Talent. I'm not. I'm not. Again, uh, I'm not a. I've never been a Dalton guy. But if you give him to me as a backup. I'm good with that. I think yeah. that that's kind of his role. You know what I mean? There are some guys that it's kind of like the, it's kind of like, um, I don't want Leslie Frazier or Wade Phillips as my head coach, but dude, you want to give them to me as my defensive coordinator? Mm-hmm. I'm in. Let's go. Yep. Bring it on, baby. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. some yeah, guys, guys like that too. a lot sexier in other roles. That's all. No, there are a lot of guys like that who, who have been great coordinators uh, I'm, I might suggest Dave Juan said was a very good coordinator. He was not necessarily a great head coach. North Turner. North Turner. North Turner, I thought, did a terrific job here as an offensive coordinator. But do you want him really as a head coach? It's weird how it doesn't really, you know, jive, you know, overall. It's it's crazy. Well, I, I think I think the personality comes into play where, where if you're a coordinator, if you're like a brilliant X's and O's guy, or even if, even if brilliance too strong a word, if you're a really, really good X's and O's guy, you can get away with having just that. If you're a head coach, you have to be able, you know, to lead a team in addition to being a good X's and O's guy. And some guys yeah, are just, just don't necessarily have the personality needed because there are certain traits that you have to have. And it may not be just, it's not in your personality to be a leader right. of men. Right. Yeah. No, you're, 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 you're a thousand percent right. Uh, all right. So, uh, a week uh, there at the combine um, outside of, you know, terrific uh, garlic rolls at Kilroy's. What else did you learn? Uh, excellent Turkish place. A little off the beaten path. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what did I learn? Uh, I learned that once again, everybody's going to make too much of combine performances. And I'm going to go back to Dan Campbell's statement when he spoke, where he talking about like, I'm going to go back to the tape instead of what guys do in pajamas. Having said that, it's really hard not to look at a guy like Anthony Richardson and not have your eyeballs pop out. I mean, completely freakish. And there, there was a comp that I saw before, like Josh Allen. And you can see it where sometimes the mechanics of throwing aren't there. That's why he was kind of inconsistent in college but he's also really tall, really fast and got a big arm. Um, and I don't know, I'm not that. And that's the thing. I mean, could he become that kind of guy? Um, not that we should be spending a lot of time talking about Anthony Richardson because he's not somebody. No, no, but, but no, I love, I love the conversation because uh, I, I think, you know, part of what I was going to piggyback on when, when you were talking about this was you got to make sure you have a exceptional QB coach. You better have somebody that truly understands quarterbacks because if he doesn't have a reputation of truly developing guys, then it's a waste to get a guy like Richardson because he's so raw. I think he really needs a real good QB coach to kind of get him to that place that you want, you know, the talent to reach the, 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 the quarterback play. No, and he's a, he's the kind of guy you, you you look at him and he screams at me. He could become Jamarcus Russell or he could become Josh Allen. You know, it could go 
there, I, I don't think this is a guy that's going to be like – he's going to be a meddling kind of quarterback. He's either going to flop bad or he's going to be a big-time player. Um, so that's one, guy, that's one guy who stood out. I mean, there are a couple of things. This might be more Dolphin-related that if one of the issues with Darnell Washington, the tight end from Georgia, who looks like – he was a tackle basically with some receiving ability. One of the, the issues was, you know, what kind of rece- receiver could do you develop into in the NFL – I think him running the way he ran and even though it's one stupid little catch in, in a combine that that catch he made that made all of the social media. I mean, that's pretty sick stuff. Um, yeah. I like him actually in the second oh, yeah. round. He's he one of those guys that I would take. A, I would take a chance on, on him and Tucker craft is the other kid I like out of North Dakota state actually. Oh, I, I, I would love Tucker craft cause the guy was a complete trip. Uh, in his, in oh, his really? really, yeah, beyond what he, what he has as a football player, and then by all accounts, he's a really good prospect who could be there at 51. I'm not, I'm not seeing Darnell Washington being there at 51, but I got a, I got a Gronkowski vibe from him personality wise. Um, you talk about, about Tucker now, I'm talking about Tucker Craft. He was talking about okay. like, you know, like tight ends are the, the best player ever, everybody wants to be a tight end, and he was just he was just very very entertaining um, oh, that's one of my, that's one of my 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 second round list is darnell washington tucker craft sayaki ika uh and dewar jones what do you think jones a big tackle oh oh, 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 oh oh one more hendon hook hendon hook yeah I will. I will not. I will not be mad if you take Hendon Hooker at fifty-one. Not at all. I like Hendon. Not at all. I like Hendon Hooker. And there's, yeah. You like any of the guys I put on that list? Washington Just, Hooker, Ika, Kraft, or Jones? I, dude, I love Washington. They ain't gonna be there. Uh, you're, Kraft, you're right. You're right. Kraft but but I gotta throw it in there just in case. <laughs> I just gotta throw it in there just in case because he's gonna go. I think just before maybe. Not you know, I think in the in the seven to ten picks in front of Miami, that's where he goes. Forty-one to fifty. You know, if not, he lands right there to Miami. But I, I don't think he goes that much higher than that, actually. That's my over me. my over under for him is forty. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Any of the other guys you like on that list? There's there was one guy you mentioned for I, I'm going to be totally honest with you I'm not I'm not familiar with Ika uh, I have to do some research on him Hooker definitely would be on board I mean, this is somebody who's got very very intriguing possibilities and he was he was another one who was very impressive and he was asked about the notion I asked one of his wide receivers Cedric Tillman about this idea of he's a product of the system not going to translate into the NFL it's a one read thing uh, and Hooker was asked the same question and basically his answer was kind of like. Hey, not my fault if my first read's always getting open. Um, and then proceeded to explain that, no, there's a lot more. It's not a simplistic offense where it's very, very simple. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Um, and he was impressive. He certainly checks all the marks. I see, I see a boatload of talent. Mm-hmm. I see a guy that fits this kind of uh, NFL. And you can never have enough quarterbacks. And think about this. That means you've added three quarterbacks through the draft. You're now in a pool of developing quarterbacks now. So now Hooker and 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 uh, Skyler can compete to be the number two and number three. Hooker has a lot of athletic ability. So once he does get fully healthy, then you can actually use him as a weapon off of Tua 
you know, if you want, and God forbid something happens to Tua, you've got a really good investment in a kid that maybe has a future. And if not, down the line, you're trading either Skyler or Hendon, hopefully for higher picks. You know what I mean? The only issue I would have with that scenario is, and again, the Dolphins have seen the guy practice throughout the regular season. We didn't because we're not allowed to watch regular season practice. We saw training camp and his in-game performances. If you make that move, I think it's pretty safe to say that Hendon Hooker is not helping or playing a ton as a rookie, regardless of where he goes. So if you draft Hendon Hooker. That's what we said about Skyler. Well, and, and how and how that worked out. My point, my he point is. But he, he played. How well did he play? I mean, my point is. If you're going to draft Hendon Hooker, you better have a damn good conviction that Skyler can handle the number two role and there not right. be a significant drop-off when two are misses right. game. You're uh, right. Otherwise, you're basically saying bye to Skyler. You're right. But, there's, but the counter is, okay, do I say, okay, well, you know, I could get Gardner Minshew now and he can help us keep the ship afloat or or – or uh, whoever, bro, you name whatever backup that you can get in here. You're not really going to get, you know, Garoppolo to come in here. Right. You're really going to get some kind of a second-level guy, Dalton or whatever. So do you say, okay, it's really important for me to get this? Or the fact that, okay, Tua has a little bit of an injury history here, and that is a concern. Here's a guy that would be a first-round talent if it wasn't for the knee injury, Maybe this is a kid we could develop down the line and you just never know. Plus, it's an insurance policy that if does something does happen to it and this kid starts to show something a year or two down the line, we've got another starting quarterback in Hendon Hooker that we can actually count on. And we kind of or if not, we've developed a guy that we can now all of a sudden trade for, you know, a couple of picks. I just think that they're, you know, you have to look at it that way. Is it that you're that close to winning it all that you've got to have that backup quarterback that can keep the ship afloat? Or do you take a chance and say, hey, you know what? Having another extra young arm there might be beneficial to us and it might bring us more picks down the line. I don't know. Uh, it's it's kind of a, you know, it depends on how you want to look at it. No, and here's the thing, why – no, and I agree with your point, and I think there's a, there's a lot of merit to, to grabbing Hooker if he's available. Why I don't think it's going to happen is because if you look at the moves the Dolphins have made the past couple of years and the way their salary cap is, they certainly look like they're in go-for-it-right-now mode. Yes. When you trade right. for Tyreek Hill and Bradley Chubb. So Hendon Hooker is a move you made thinking three, four, five years down the, down the road. So that's why it would surprise me. I, I don't have an issue with them. In fact, I, there's part of me that really likes it. I, I'd be I'd be kind of surprised if it happened. All right, there you go. So we'll see what happens there. Um, you, uh, I mean, I got to address it, I guess. Uh, yeah, the Josina Anderson, the Josina Anderson stuff. It's just to me, this all this stuff just pisses me off because the Dolphins don't have picks, they don't have cap space. They're not going to change their entire offense to accommodate Lamar Jackson. Mike McDaniel has his kind of offense. Lamar really doesn't fit this kind of offense. I can't see the coach changing everything. And to me, none of it makes sense. Plus, do you know how stupid and what kind of liars Mike McDaniel 
and Chris Greer would look like when they just keep telling you in every stinking press conference and every other media member, we love Tua, he's our guy, he's the guy here, we're looking forward to it. I mean, I got a soundbite from the one in the combine from the, from you guys and where he's talking about how excited he is about Tua and how he and McDaniel communicate, how they talk football, and I'm really excited for his future. And then all of a sudden, you're just going to dump him and move on and get another quarterback? I, I just think they've told you over and over and over again that he's the guy. And if there's one thing that Chris Greer doesn't really do is lie. He may not give you shit in a press conference, but he doesn't give you a bold-faced lie. And neither usually does Mike McDaniel. It's kind of they'll bullshit you a little bit, like they'll extend some stuff, but they won't really blatantly lie to you. You know what I mean? So I, I just kind of find this whole thing, any of the reports for Lamar, just fiscally, football-wise, there's so many things of it that, that don't make sense, besides the fact that they've already told you over and over again that they're committed to Tua. So just you go ahead and go off on what you think about these Oh, I know. I have a, I have a couple of thoughts. And then number one, number one, I actually agree with you that the idea of trading for Lamar Jackson in a lot of ways doesn't make sense. That's number one. Number two, them singing to his praise at every turn. If you think about it, why why it doesn't mean anything? Because if they are indeed exploring something other than two as their starting quarterback, and it doesn't pan out. What do you, do you want them to say right now? Yeah, no, yes, we are exploring. Of course, they're gonna they're gonna back him up at back him at every every occasion publicly, because if he happens to be their quarterback in 2023, which is probably 97, 98 percent certain, um, you want the guy to know you have his back, which is which part of what they did last off season. This notion that of like, well, since they said it, the door is closed. Well, in 2000, and I went back and checked on this is after the. The 2020 season, I went back and, and, and checked out Chris Greer's uh, end of the season press conference where he said two was our starter and didn't stop him from, from chasing Deshaun Watson the whole year. until the It trade. wasn't him chasing Deshaun Watson. It was, it was the Dolphin organization. Stop saying it wasn't okay. him. Organization. The owner and the and the coach. It doesn't matter. It was often organization, regardless, after Chris Greer had said two was our starter. They were cock-blocking their general manager. The general manager did not want Tom Brady. The general manager did not want Deshaun Watson. It's the other people in the organization that he could not control. It he doesn't matter, control. but it doesn't matter. Control his doesn't coach control. trying to backstab him. They go. You're going to tell me that but Flo does not go over Chris Greer. Come on, man. And he again, all I'm, saying, to, go. He, go. Dude, I'm telling you, he was trying to go over Chris Greer to with, go to the yeah, owner. With Stephen, Ross's approval, with Stephen Ross's approval because Stephen Ross was involved in that chase. Right, exactly. I'm not arguing with you oh. that the owners and, and, and the head coach wanted something else. What I'm telling you is that Chris Greer – Marvin Allen and Reggie McKenzie, they were all on the Tua bandwagon, have been on the Tua bandwagon, but they got cock-blocked. Okay, and that's all great. Head, my my the point coach, is... The head coach they hired is a two-timer, is a backstabber, and the idiot owners, they're goofballs. That's why they get caught in the middle of the night going to get Jim Harbaugh. That's the, just the way it is. Okay. 
my, the owner. He owns the team. Can I talk for a second? My whole point was they can say what they want. It doesn't mean as an organization that it shuts the door. And here's the other point. that it, Hold on. Hold not on. Chris Greer lying. Hold Go on. Ahead. He's not lying. He's saying what it is at the moment. Things change. Circumstances change. You also have an owner who is dying to make a mark as a, as a football guy after okay. having a ton of success in business, who's 82, 83 years old. And who's to say, again, I don't the, the logistics probably don't work, but who's to say he doesn't tell Chris Greer, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play in Green Bay anymore, go get Aaron Rodgers. Right, okay, but I, that doesn't mean Chris Greer's lying to you. It's just I'm not Chris saying Greer's he's getting, lying to me. I'm okay. saying that just the fact that he says two was our starter doesn't mean slam dunk, it's over, no end of conversation. That's oh, okay. what I mean. I'm with you on that, but let's let's just let's just understand that Greer is not lying to people. It's just that he can't control the owner, and so the owners, you know, especially Beal. Oh no, hey, I'm buddies with Brady. We could get him. We could get him, and then all they do is get him in trouble, and that's that's why Bruce Beal isn't taking over now because he's the he's the slap dick that made them lose a first and a third rounder and I'm sure him and Ross probably had a falling out because of this and that's why his ass is out now and, and he's his, not going to take over and here's the other issue I don't know why it's people get so upset so offended unless you have a slam dunk headed to Hall of Fame guy why is it so offensive to 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 people that the Dolphins would be exploring every option. Don't you want to explore every option at every position to get better? I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so yeah, but at this crazy. but at this point, at this point, the, the front office is not exploring any options at quarterback. They're exploring options at backup quarterback because their plan is to move forward with their, their quarter, current quarterback. What they want to do is build around him better. That's what they're trying to do by adding a defensive coordinator, by by probably adding another offensive lineman. You know, that's what they probably want to do is to build it better around him. They're it's committed. Not to building, it's not about building around him. It's about building the best possible team. team and now right. if you're saying you now you're saying right. that Josina Anderson, who's a reporter, has been around a long time. Yes. Is lying to you when she says she had sources. No, no, I, I think she has terrible sources. I think she has, and, and notice how she says NFL sources. She doesn't say dolphin sources because she ain't getting it from the dolphins. She's probably getting it from some agent. She's getting some bad ass information. The dolphins are not looking for any starting quarterback. I know for a fact they're looking for a backup quarterback. But I know for a fact they're not looking for no starter. They're not trying to replace Tua at all. They're not in position if they even wanted to. Even if they decided to do it, it would be so hard cap-wise to even acquire an Aaron Rodgers or something like that. Let me ask you this. Yes. Answer honestly. If they come to find out that Aaron Rodgers indeed tells the Packers, I'm not playing with you anymore. You actually think that there's a zero percent chance the Dolphins do not at least talk internally about see if they, seeing if they can make it work. Yes, I think it's that's zero percent chance. That's all I'm saying. Zero you think there's a chance. there's a zero percent chance? You're crazy. Zero. You're crazy. Zero. If you, don't, if you don't think that they talk about it, I think the front office is if. Do we have all the idiots out of the way? Right? Is Flores out of the way and the owners are out of the way? Okay. If it's just the front office. They're dead set on Tua. The entire plan is Tua. Trust me. The entire plan is Tua. Okay? 
I put my life on it. The entire plan is Tua. I told everybody as the season ended because I got the information from the building. The entire plan is Tua. Okay? They have never deviated. The guys in the front office have never deviated from this. They want a backup quarterback, and they need to build a better team around them, whether it's defensive coordinator or add more positions. That's what's going to happen this offseason. That's what their plan is. They need to find out about everything, and and especially they're going to try to move forward with Tua this year and see if implementing everything that they do – Will he do the things he has to do as a, as a player in order to stay healthy? If all of that works out, then you'll see the extension, you know, in the future. For me, from what I've been told, okay, and I haven't been misled on all this stuff, they're going forward with Tua. That's what I'm told. Okay, here's the other point, too. Another, another thing that needs to be mentioned is Tua had an 80 – led the league in passer rating, awesome – Great job, did a good job of maximizing what he had around him on offense. Passer rating of 80 after December. That needs to improve because you're not going to tell me they're going to go ahead, if, even if he stays healthy, if that doesn't improve, that they're, they're going to go full steam ahead for the long term. Yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about that, dude. I get that needs to improve. I understand that, but he was also concussed in one half of those games in that Green Bay he game. Obviously he killed his which obviously killed his, you know, his, uh, his rating. But I mean, overall, he, he played a hell of a game against Buffalo and he had two great quarters against green Bay the rest of that month. Yeah, it was ugly. I get it. I, I totally understand that, but I've also seen him come back. I've also seen him win games. I've seen him win games. I've also watched the dolphins play the best they've ever played against the bills this season with Tua and then Skyler at the end. So this team's as close as it's ever been to Buffalo. Plus, I think Buffalo's going to have some issues this year keeping people. I think Buffalo takes a step back where Miami, I think, has a chance to take a step forward next year and even cut the gap there. So I, I just I think there's a lot of things headed in the right direction. They just need luck. Alan, that's the way I look at it. Last year was a, about a lot of bad luck, a lot of bad injuries at the worst time. And if they can figure some of that shit out and, and get some breaks, I think they'll be fine, bro. I, I don't I, – I, Well, they, you watched, they made the you playoffs talk, last you year. You can talk about December all you want with the injuries and the shit that happened there to him. It wasn't, no, it, it wasn't helped. just the injury, sorry. But this is the best quarterback you've covered since Marino. Those are the facts. And that's what cannot be denied. Right? That's what can't be denied. So you don't get rid of the quarterback you've had since Marino. Okay? Right? Uh, You have to see. Well, let's talk at the end of 2023. No, no. Last year was the best quarterback you've seen since Marino. Correct? Chad Pennington, 2008, was was pretty damn impressive. Again, big old. Forget. You you keep forgetting what he had around him. You keep forgetting. Dude, he was impressive. Yeah, Tua was a game manager last year with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. They're the ones who did the bulk of the work. Stop it. That he that he took that he took the time to not turn over the ball. That's it. But he was never as aggressive and made the plays that Tua made. He didn't have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And hey, by the way, Tua was one of the worst at yaks. So it wasn't about yak. 
Go no, but my guy's getting open downfield, 20 okay. yards downfield with nobody around them, make, making for a lot of easy throws. I, I Again, am sorry. The ball's getting there, bro. I'm sorry. The ball, I'm not saying he ball. didn't do – Eric, I mean, Eric, uh, Big O, I'm not saying he didn't do a good job. I'm saying let's not discount how easy – not always – I want to be careful how I say this. Let's not discount yeah, you better the impact, be. let's not discount the impact of those two absolute freak shows – Speed wise on the outside, when you have you have not only the the fastest wide receiver in the NFL, you probably have the second fastest wide receiver in the NFL. And defense, matter, is- you, you, you still you still got you still got to play the game, bro. You still got to complete the passes. I understand that, but when they weren't covered and, down and the stretch, quite, quite, quite frankly, there. quite frankly, comparing Pennington to Tua last year is is pretty much an insult. Okay, it's different offenses, Big O. I'm talking about quality of the performance. I know. Big O, I know you're you're a massive to a cheerleader. Yes, I am. I tend to be I, I tend to like to be a bit more critical when it needs to be critical. We're gonna have to disagree. Um to me, I you're, need I, I, critical. You won't even agree like wholeheartedly. This is the best quarterback since Marino. Do you know how you biased said, that sounds? Said, I like said, that that isn't that isn't even up for argument or discussion, Alan. Like, like you can't even bring up Pennington in the same sentence. That's that's so biased on your part. Like, how can you not say this is the best the quarterback season that he had? Miles? The season that he had. Yes. Kid played yeah. lights out. He's awesome. He played lights that's out with a ton of yes. Yet, yeah, big O. Yes. You know what? I will give you that. But I let's not let's not pre- pretend he's Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert or anybody like I, that. I, 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 I never said that. All I said was you have you, you have during the, the year because you've been shitting on Justin Herbert left and covered. right. All I said was he's the best quarterback you've covered since Marino. That's all I've said. That's okay, it. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that one, but it's a it's a damn low bar. <laughs> okay, I'll you, fine. I'll give, I'll give you that one. Okay, so but it goes to the same fans out there that want to get rid of the best quarterback you've had since Marino. I love how people sound like Miami can replace him that easily. Like, yeah, no, we'll go get a guy that's better than him. Like, we haven't had one since Marino, but we're going to find one better than the one you have now. That's, you know, it's just like, you know. No, they go, be fair with me here. I have never advocated moving on from him unless there's a better one. You're right. You're right. Okay, and that's all I've said. I, my, my only thing is I don't think he's quite the quarterback that a lot of you guys think he is. That's all. Okay. But no, I'm not for, I had never advocated for just dumping him for the sake of dumping him and moving on. I just see the AFC and having to deal with Mahomes, Burrow, Herbert, uh, Allen, and Lawrence for the next six or seven years. So the Dolphins better be damn good at quarterback. And if that happens to be too, great. But I, I didn't like what I saw in December. And, and of course, we have the durability issues. Um, all right. So, uh, what do you got going on on alldolphins.com so they can check you out, my friend? Not talk about a segue. We went from like a little bit of okay. Um, oh, it's at the t- it's at, we're at the top of the hour, bro. Oh, okay. You know? So, uh, yeah, I'm continuing to update their dolphins free agency tracker with all the news, latest development, the latest one being, um, you know, all the signs I, I've said before, like, don't be surprised if the dolphins simply run it back at, at, Pun intended. Run it back at running back with the same guys, and uh, Jeff Wilson, you know, come on, basically said that's his hope too. And uh, to me, there's no reason to move on for that. Again, 
as with Tua, no reason to move on for the sake of moving on. The Dolphins have a, had a good situation with Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. Um, also going to keep tabs on the players who come in, onto the market because, yes, we, we're going it's worthwhile exploring. Like Eric Kendricks, uh, linebacker from the Vikings, was released Monday morning. And the initial thought was, well, that'd be a good pickup for the Dolphins. Well, maybe not. And I kind of explained why. Uh, and we're going to do a couple of things draft related this afternoon. I want Bobby Wagner. Yeah, I do too. Dolphins are going to be the only ones who are going to go up and be after. They're going to get Wagner and they're going to get Poyer. Works for me. Sold. Okay. That's how they're going to work it. They're going to get Wagner and Poyer. Sold. Okay, and then there'll be linemen in that second and third round that they'll go after, maybe a corner, kind of what they'll do. And a tight end. A, or tight end. That'll be like kind of those those guys that they'll go for. A great year for tight ends in the draft. It's one of the best years. I'm, I'm, I'm looking Poyer and Wagner coming to Miami so, to help, uh, help the Dolphins win a Super Bowl title. Works for me. There you go. Okay. Follow him on Twitter at Poopart NFL. And of course, uh, you've got to bookmark alldolphins.com and make sure you tell him that Tua is the best quarterback since Marino. Okay. Make sure you I, tell I him gave, that all. I gave you that. I gave you that one, Big O. I gave you that one. Don't need to. Yeah, after, after we had to struggle with you on the mat there for a while, had to pin you down a little bit there finally. And. The count was in, and you finally but gave it up. In terms of seasons, I, I, Pennington's 2008 was pretty damn impressive, too. Oh, it was awesome. He was because awesome. he wasn't, he but he was, you're right. He wasn't asked to do a ton. It was basically, right. you know. He took care of the ball is what he did. He was masterful and not turning over the ball until the Ravens game, of course, in the playoffs. They were, yeah, they were completely overwhelmed. And, and yeah, they went, then they got mollywopped. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, like they used to get, like they used to get mollywopped by the Ravens. But now that we have Tua, Two and O oh the last two years, baby. Two and O. Oh. Ha. See you later, Alan. That is Alan Poopar with our EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report. And please call Eric. Listen, if you're looking for major home remodeling and construction, you call my guy, Eric, 305-433-4843. Dade or Broward County, not in Palm Beach, all right? Uh, I'm sorry, because I've misled a few, and I've said, and you've called from Palm Beach, and he's like, hey, old, make sure you tell him no Palm Beach. I got too much business. We got to go date in Broward. So he does date in Broward County. If you're looking for, you know, you need to upgrade your roof to get that new hurricane policy, he can do that for you. Expand the home, modernize the kitchen, backyards people are doing their backyards now they're building all kinds of stuff in their backyards guest house uh uh, 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 uh what is it like huts with uh kitchens and barbecues all kinds of stuff you guys are building so call ejd construction fully insured too so everybody that steps on your property is insured so if they get injured you will not get sued please okay i tell you this about cutter's edge i tell you this about ejd construction if, if even if you don't hire them and you got to hire somebody else, please, 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 I don't care where you're at in the country, okay? Do not hire anybody that is not fully insured because the workers, they know the laws better than you do. And they know if they get injured on your property, they can sue you, okay? 
So please do not hide and make sure they prove it to you that they're fully insured before they step on your property. Okay. So EJD construction, fully insured workers comp, uh, liability, you name it. They, they are fully insured. 305-433-4843. You've been listening to the EJDconstruction.com Miami Dolphins report with Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart. For additions, home remodeling, and custom work, call Eric at 305-433-4843. EJDconstruction.com is your custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. All right. Oh, let's see. Uh, third in efficiency against top-rated defense, 31st in receiver separation, 20th in yak, first in yards per play, first in yards travel and air per game. Yeah, night. Uh, Tua doesn't get enough credit, bro. It's just, just the way it is. Uh, it's just, you know, no fun. And, and Marino had Duper and Clayton. So am I supposed to take uh am I supposed to take credit away from Marino because of that? No. He made the plays to Duper and Clayton and they made the catches. It is what it is. Uh so, you know. Uh Tyreek had a better year with Tua than he ever had with Mahomes. Waddle had a better year this year than Tyreek had last year with 40 less receptions. I know it's just it's it's ridiculous, you know? So, yep, Chad Pennington had 19 touchdowns and seven interceptions. He played well, played well. And and he had, I think, I think you, you put seven interceptions because you're adding the, the playoffs, right? Because he had a couple in that one. He didn't throw as many during the regular season, so it was, a, it was even more impressive. But it wasn't an offense that was explosive. They, they weren't blowing out any teams. They weren't putting up a ton of points. You know, they were barely winning games. You know, but they, 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 got, it, they got in, which is all that matters. You know, they got in. Little wildcat, all that crap. It went well. You know, Poopar pretty much said it without saying it by pretty much calling Tua overrated by saying he's not a good QB. You think he is? Yeah, he's he. It it, it, it they are kind of backhanded shots, right? Right. You know, because other quarterbacks have had great receivers, and yet we still talk about the great quarterbacks. Like, Joe Burrow's awesome, but he does have the best wide receiving core in the NFL, right? But nobody says that. <laughs> He's got the best wide receiving core in the NFL the last two years. But yet, all they do is talk about Joe Burrow. You know what I'm saying? It's And it's and he has Joe Mixon, too. He has a way better running back than Miami's had in years. I'm just saying it's just one of those things. It's funny how it, it, there's always this double standard, especially with Tua. And everybody's got to talk about his weapons, but then they don't talk about other successful quarterbacks and their weapons. Just funny, man. Uh, oh, it was also oh, it was seven regular season interceptions and four. Po yeah, I know he had a terrible postseason uh, record. It was he he got his arm was not explosive when that Ravens defense was too much. So yeah. So, 
whatever, man. It, it just, to me, Chad Pennington is nothing compared to Tua. Chad is a guy that got by with, uh, with, um, with uh, smarts. That's what he did. All right, let's get ready. Hour number three. Let's take a quick break here. Let's go to hour number three. No Andy Barons. We'll get, we're moving Andy to tomorrow. Keith Sims will join us at the bottom of the hour right here on the Big O Radio Show. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Caneswear at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at Caneswear.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Caneswear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. Oh, I think I know what this is. Houston, we have a package. Hello? No matter where you are, the Sloman Shield Home Security System guards your home. With next-gen perimeter protection, 24-7 monitoring, and interior motion sensing. And right now, get a free Sloman Shield Security System and doorbell camera, all professionally installed, for free. Shield your world, the Sloman Shield. Welton Rayom has more than 62 years of litigation experience handling insurance disputes. They're committed to resolving even the toughest insurance claims quickly. Call them for a free consultation. 954-966-4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Property damage claims to your home, business, or condo as a result of a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. Water, mold, fire, smoke damage, Welton Rayom can help. Call 954-966-4646. There's no need to drive around South Florida wasting valuable time looking for a new or certified pre-owned Acura. Go to the number one volume sales dealership in the Southeast United States. Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. Purchase with pace and space in a dealership tailored to your needs. From home buying to providing that personal touch. Contact the 2020 Satisfaction Award winner, Craig Zinn's Acura of Pembroke Pines. 888-776-5123. That's 888-776-5123. Or visit them at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. For over 16 years, EJDConstruction.com has provided South Florida residents quality craftsmanship, accurate project management, and exceptional service. That's why EJDConstruction.com is an A-rated member of Angie's List and the Better Business Bureau. When you're looking for the right custom home builder for additions or home remodeling, please call my friend Eric at 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843 for ejdconstruction.com When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. 
you can rely on essential moving experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com Welcome to Red Light Therapy, a revolutionary technology perfected by NASA to aid in muscle strengthening and recovery. Red and infrared light has the capacity to penetrate deep into the cell's mitochondria, potentially leading to increased energy, faster recovery, and the optimal performance your body demands. Train, fight, recover. Guests or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Group, Inc., Ownership Management, Sponsors, or Website. When it comes to South Florida sports teams, very few in the media have witnessed, lived, and covered it like the Big O. Let's start the program dedicated to your favorite South Florida teams with a passion that's unmatched. The Big O Radio Show is on. Here's the Big O. At our number three of the program, well into our number three, Keith Sims will be joining us in uh, just a few minutes. In about 13 minutes, we'll be joined by Keith Sims. Uh, you know, I just want to have a little fun early on right now in the process. I still haven't gotten all the dirt I need to get and information from guys, but I just wanted to throw out some names of guys that could be maybe options for the Dolphins. Um in the, in the second and third rounds, as you know, they have a second round pick and they have two third round picks. Talked a little bit about it with uh Poupart. And um, in the second round, I'm throwing out Darnell Washington, obviously from Georgia, if he's there. Uh, Hendon Hooker, the quarterback from Tennessee. Nose tackle, defensive tackle. Siaki Ika from uh, Baylor. If, they're, if, if Fangio is not happy with... Um, Damn it. Uh, now I'm forgetting the damn big tackles name in the middle. Help me out out there. Uh, oh. Anyway, you know who I'm talking Raekwon. Raekwon Davis. If he's not necessarily happy with Raekwon, this might be a reason why they say, okay, there's an option here. Tucker Craft, I love out of North Dakota State. He's another one of those guys. You know, Darnell probably will not be there. Tucker will, I think, be there at 51. That would be a really good one. And Dewan Jones from Ohio State, that tall dude, uh, they do need a tackle. And and if you want to get yourself a, a pretty good player that you can use as a swing, right, and just in case something happens, because you can bring Brandon Shell back. I'd love to bring Brandon Shell back. He did a really good job last year. And then, and then a guy like Dewan Jones can either play right tackle or be the swing guy. And just in case something happens, obviously, Teron Armstead, here's Dewan Jones, 
filling in a little bit for for uh, Tehran if he has to miss some time. Hopefully, you know, hopefully Tehran, uh, you know, has a, a, a healthier year uh, this coming season. Third round, just to throw out a couple of names, Matthew Bergeron, another offensive tackle out of Syracuse, a guy that's pretty versatile. Uh, so may, and, and it's got some power to him, got a good build. Um, that's another guy, third round, uh, the Taj Spear kid, the Tulane running back. We talked about him in the senior bowl. He looked really, really good. Uh, Jared Patterson, relax, Notre Dame. I know that the Eichenberg thing hasn't worked out so far, uh, but Notre Dame linemen usually are pretty good. Jared Patterson is a center guard. So this is a guy that you can bring in, play that guard spot, maybe challenge for that left guard spot. But at the same time, he has he's a center, so he can back up Connor. And he, because remember, you're about to Dieter's going into his final year, I believe, right? Was it? Yeah, I think it's his final year. So you don't have you don't have any idea if you're really re-signing him or anything like that. Um, and then uh, you've got uh, Sidney Brown, cornerback out of Illinois. That's another guy since if they, you know, corner could be another option for them in that second and third rounds. Those are some of the names out there that I can throw out there for the second and third rounds, guys that could be options for the Miami Dolphins. But first of all, I don't want to get too much into this. Do you know why? I'm wasting my time. And I don't like getting too much into wasting my time on the air and talking about things. But I just wanted to throw a little, you know, a little chum in the water. This is all hot air. We first need to see what happens in free agency. What they sign, what needs they fill, and then we will have a better feel for what direction they might go in in the draft. It's not perfect, but it's way more accurate. And you have a better understanding of what they need going into the draft. So, really, none of this matters, okay? Because if they get a tight end in the in, in free agency, then they're not going to draft one now. If they get a tackle in free agency, then they probably won't draft a tackle. You know what I'm saying? So, these are things that if they find somebody in free agency, then, you know, if they go and find a guard, then... They won't need Jared Patterson because they got their left guard and they're moving on. See what I'm saying? That's why none of this really matters until we actually get into free agency. And then we see that. And then from one step, we can build on the next and say, okay, if they did this, then maybe they're going to go in this direction in the draft. And so there you go. But I just want to throw a couple of names out there just so at least, you know, you guys can get a little feel for some of the guys that could be available, you know, out there. Uh, the Finns organization, if collectively sane, will not have a repeat of last season. They've seen that many, uh, that many ways Tua gets concussions. There's nothing to further see. Uh, Abel says dominoes will start falling soon. Little holes here and there. See where they see where they and which ways. Yep. Okay. Ian Baller says car to the saints means dolphin fans now want Lamar. Um, I don't want Lamar. 
Not exactly sure. <laughs> Dolphin fans that don't get it maybe want Lamar. Dolphin fans that don't really understand football want Lamar. But actually, football fans that have like a real IQ, as I said earlier, Lamar makes no sense whatsoever. Like it, it, it makes it, it. It's so dumb. It's beyond me. That's how. That's how dumb it is to get Lamar Jackson. Okay, just put it out there. Anybody that wants Lamar Jackson. I challenge your football IQ. Mike McDaniel is not going to change his entire offense to a running offense now. He needs a passing quarterback that can, you know, be super accurate and timing, ball placement, things that aren't necessarily Lamar's strength. Lamar misses more games than Tua does the last two years. Lamar wants a fully guaranteed contract, which Miami probably cannot afford to give him a fully guaranteed contract along with Wilkins and Sealer and everything else that they've got to do. And Miami doesn't have the first-round picks. So he doesn't fit uh, McDaniel's offense. McDaniel's not keen on changing his offense. He likes his offense. They've already committed to Tua. They keep telling you over and over again. So he doesn't fit the offense. They don't have the money. They don't have the picks. They've already committed to Tua. I'm not exactly sure what the Lamar Jackson people are talking about. Basically, you're not a very smart football fan. Okay? Basically, you have low IQ when it comes to football. You don't understand the game. You don't see what's going on. Mike McDaniel's offense is not one that Lamar Jackson can run. Not sure if you don't see it, but that's those are the facts. Lamar Jackson is not a good enough passer to run his offense. So why would the coach change his offense when he produced the number one rated passer? But you guys go ahead and keep thinking stupid shit like Lamar Jackson and keep exposing yourself for not having a high football IQ. What you are is just high. Correction, Ian Baller sends in another super chat. He says, correction, Tua haters, not all fans. I like Tua. Uh, oh, you following the WBC? Who are you rooting for? The United States of America, bro. <laughs> Who else am I going to be rooting for? <laughs> I'm an American, dude. Not a Republican, not a Democrat. I'm an American. Uh, let's see. Big O, please tell me this is a dream. Please tell me that this fan base hasn't fallen this far to give up. A... No, it's not the fan base night. It's it's like Trumpies. Okay? They're the minority. They're just loud and obnoxious. Okay? 
they're the minority. They will lose all the races because they are the minority. And the same thing with the Lamar fans. They're the minority. They don't really know football. Most Dolphin fans are fine with Tua and they're moving on. The minority, they're just loud and obnoxious. That's all it is, dude. Same as Trumpies. Nothing more, nothing less. That's all. Who are the Jets going to get if Mr. Rogers' neighborhood retires? I, I, I Man, that's like, a, doesn't he have like $100 million left in two years? I, I think he's going to take somebody's money, bro. I do. You know what I mean? I do. I think he'll take somebody's money. I'm hoping it's the Jets. I'm really hoping it's the Jets because I think it his thing is going like this. So it'll be fun to watch him implode and it'll be watch it'll be fun to watch him implode in New York. Oh god, it'll be beautiful to watch him implode in New York. Be awesome. Uh, Big O, for a second there, I thought you were wearing a Raiders cap. Oh, second person today thinking that it's a Raiders cap. It's Inter-Miami. I, this is Inter-Miami, okay? Remember, born in Belle Glade, Florida, okay? That's in the northwest corner of Palm Beach County. Raised in Little Havana, Hialeah, and West Kendall, okay? I am hometown as hometown gets. Dolphins, Strikers, or Inter-Miami or the Fusion. Canes, Marlins, Panthers, Heat. I live and die South Florida. You will never catch me wearing a hat of a professional team that isn't a South Florida team. Okay, unless I bought a minor league baseball hat for for the fun of it, because I like the logo or or I'll wear a in and out burger hat or something, you know, a Roscoe's chicken. I got one of those because, come on, if you go to L.A. and you don't go to Roscoe's chicken, I, I I don't know. I don't think you really visited L.A. Put it that way. I will call you a liar if you went to Los Angeles and you didn't go to Roscoe's chicken and waffles. I mean, if you don't have Roscoe's chicken and waffles, then you, you didn't really go to L.A. You know what I'm saying? So you might catch me because, of course, I'm fat. I might be wearing a food hat. But if, if I'm wearing a sports hat, you bet your ass it's a South Florida team. Because I live and die with my South Florida teams. And I live and die. With Key Sims from the Miami Dolphins. All right, let's go, baby. Give us one minute. Key Sims joins us from the Miami Dolphins next. Oh, I think I know what this is. Houston, we have a package. Hello. No matter where you are, the Sloman Shield Home Security System guards your home with next gen perimeter protection, 24 7 monitoring, and interior motion sensing. And right now, Get a free Sloman Shield security system and doorbell camera, all professionally installed for free. Shield your world, the Sloman Shield. 
When you move, you need a reliable company led by passionate folks, eager to assist its customers during a transitional process that needs to be smooth. Call Essential Moving Experts at 844-368-5750 for all your local and long-distance moving needs. You can rely on Essential Moving Experts. Mention the Big O Show and get $150 off. Family-owned and operated, they offer free 30-day storage, full-service moving, fully licensed, bonded, and insured. Moving was never so easy. EssentialMovingExperts.com or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, Media Group, Inc., Ownership, Management, Sponsors, or Website. When it comes to South Florida sports teams, very few in the media have witnessed, lived, and covered it like the Big O. Let's start the program dedicated to your favorite South Florida teams with a passion that's unmatched. The Big O Radio Show is on. Here's the Big O. We locked and loaded. There he is. How you feeling, big man? You feeling good? I am feeling great today. Thanks for having me on, Big O. Oh, man, it's uh, always a pleasure. I was uh, talking earlier. I go, you know, Keith and I usually, when we're going back and forth, it's never really football. We're <laughs> rarely are ever talking football. Here, this will be all about football. It will definitely not be a lot about the conversation we had last night. But uh, anyway, good. yes, yes, definitely. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into it. Uh, first of all, um, your thoughts on everything that just went by with, uh, with Tua and McDaniel in his first year. What, what are your thoughts as an offensive guy and watching everything? Well, it was definitely an exciting year offensively for the Miami Dolphins. It was great to see them be able to score points almost at will, particularly the first half or first three quarters of the season. But as we know, the NFL catches up to every new type of offense. And you saw basically probably at that San Diego game, the NFL defense, or maybe San Francisco, those defense began to adjust and figure out how to slow down the Dolphin offense. So I think that's something – Daniel's going to have to learn as a head coach when the NFL adjusts, what's your counter move to their counter move? And I think we'll see that this season. So it was exciting for, for me and my family to see the Dolphins back in the playoffs. I'm definitely excited about this team offensively, future-wise, and even now defensively-wise. I think it's going to be a team to reckon with moving forward. What they were missing, they had, they had the right to knock your ass out, right? But they mm-hmm. didn't have the jab yeah. throughout the entire 12 ring, 12, 12 round fighter. You and I grew up with 15 round <laughs> yes. fights, but they, they didn't have that. And that's the running game. Yeah. And if that's something that comes from the Shanahan tree where he came from, and when I look at Purdy, he can always hand it off mm-hmm. or dump it off to, to Christian. And there was those those chunk plays, those yards that he that would make his life 
And John Elway's life, he ended up and stuff like that. And to me, that's what I saw. I saw that element missing. That I think that's what Tua needs to kind of take it over the top. And Mike McDaniel as a play caller, mm-hmm. I thought that that was that you know they bunched up the middle of the field to try yeah. to cloud up the the running lanes. Well, how do you take that out of the way? Bring those linebackers in and run on their ass. And I well, think we all know the element that there was missing. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, we all know uh, one of the greatest assets a quarterback can have is a running game. And and the offensive line is a key to that running game being effective. And the Dolphins had so many injuries on the offensive line. I love the addition of Tyron Armstead. He really solidified that left tackle position for the Miami Dolphins. And Connor Williams at center really took over there and didn't, just didn't miss a beat. I mean, I don't think he missed a single snap all year long. So as they solidify that offensive line again this year, and then maybe add maybe a more dynamic running back. Yeah, they had a two-headed monster there, but they need that pounder. They need that situation where, hey, when they need to lengthen the game or shorten the game by handing the running the ball off to the running back, they can chew up clock and not always rely on that quick strike, go 60 yards in, in a play or two. So I think as they mature as an offense, as McDaniel matures as a head coach, I think he'll understand how to put those two pieces together and really deliver that knockout punch that you're talking about. By the way, your offense kind of missed that too at times. You you never oh. had, right? If Danny had yeah. that, that power running game, that guy. And I know, God bless Shula, man, you know, mm-hmm. with Overstreet and Sammy Smith. And, you know, over the years, he tried to get that back to compliment uh, Danny, but he – it just it, it just never happened. You just no. never had that opportunity. And to me, that's what a McDaniel, that's what a Shanahan offense is all about. It kind of centers around mm-hmm. that run game. And you know, again, you play guard. You saw how difficult that left guard spot was for yeah. the Miami Dolphins. So talk to us a little bit from that position, from that perspective. What did you see in the offensive line and why they struggled? Well, I, I think, number one, it was probably the injuries. Uh, you bring Tyron Austin and he's a top tackle, proved it when he was healthy, but he's never been healthy all the time. So without that cohesiveness between those linemen uh, getting to know each other and understanding how they play, how they see, how they figure out this blitz, it makes it very difficult, particularly in an offense like they have in Miami right now. So I think injuries was probably the number one thing. And then you need guys to step up. Austin Jackson, can he stay healthy? Can he be the kind of player that they expected when they spent a first-round pick on him? Eichenberg, can he stay healthy? Can he stay in that lineup as a second-round pick? They've invested a ton of capital, both free agent capital and draft capital this offensive line. It is time for it to gel and come together, but you have to stay healthy. You look at the Super Bowl, Kansas City. They lost the Super Bowl a couple of years ago because their offensive line couldn't block. And, and I have a personal connection because their offensive line coach is Andy Heck, who we played together when we were together in Washington. So I know how good a coach he is and how good he coaches that offensive line. But if you're, if you're injured, if your top guys aren't there to play and you can't play together, you can't win at the highest level. Yeah, you can get away with it maybe in the regular season. But when you get to the playoffs and you're playing the top teams, you have to have your line execute to, execute to their highest. And that's why you saw Philadelphia and Kansas City in that Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I mean, listen, we've watched Robert Hunt 
Turn himself yeah. into a player, dude. Yeah, All he's right? a really solid guard for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, he's turned into a player. And, and again, he's also what? Stayed healthy, yeah. which has allowed him to grow in that position and get better and better. And I thought this past season was his best season to date you know, overall. And and that's been, you know, Eichenberg has had the setbacks with the injuries. They've moved them around, which Keith, you got, I mean, you and <laughs> Richmond, you and yeah. Richmond, they plugged your asses in on the left side and then they never moved you again. Yep. You guys had that luxury. I kind of feel bad for Eichen, Eichenberg because he's had to move around and that's got to play with your ass when you've got to like habitually do everything on the right yeah. side, habitually everything on the left side. That has got to be one hell of an adjustment. Now, let me ask you something with Eichenberg. I don't know. I, I'm, this might be an unfair question to you. I don't know how much you watched of him, but before he got injured that last time, they felt he was turning the corner. And that's kind of what I heard inside the building. I, I was telling him, man, I don't see it. But they told me they, they could swear that he was turning the corner before he got injured that last time. What have you seen from Meikenberg? Is there anything there that gives you hope? Well, let, let me explain from a personal perspective. When you have a great left tackle next to you, it makes it easier to be a really good left guard. You can work together. And I think that's what they were trying to figure out with Tyron Armstrong when he brought him in and then put Eichenberg in and let those two guys gel on the left side. Now, it's not the blind side of the quarterback since two is a left-handed quarterback, but it's still a very important. They still have typically the best defensive ends will be on that side. So I think it's time for him to come and step up and be consistent. But again, when you're injured, I don't care who you are. You cannot be at your best. And that really is going to limit his ability to really consistently produce for this team. I think that's what their struggle is right now. They have a, a bunch of guys who they can find the best five. But can that five stay together and be healthy? You mentioned when they drafted Richmond and I. Yeah, they put us on the left side, and that was it. I didn't play any other position except for extra snaps on scout team and as an emergency situation than left guard. And that allowed us to develop that whole cohesiveness and that communication where all I had to do was say Rich and all you was all you to say is Keith. And we understood what we were seeing and how we were going to handle the situation in front of us. And I think that's what the Miami Dolphin off the line right now is missing. With all those injuries, with all that interchanging, you've got to put guys in a position, pass or fail and let them succeed because muscle memory on the offensive line is so important. I would have struggled if I had to go from left guard to right guard to center to right tackle. No, I was able to sit there as a, as a rookie and my whole career and play left guard. So it was, it was, I didn't have to think about how to handle a situation. My body was so used to it from all those reps at that one spot. And let me tell you something. The other, the bright side to all this, because I, I, you know, let's not make it sound. You do have Teron Armstead. Connor Williams yeah. did a fantastic job of moving yes, over to center, and you have Robert Hunt. So you have mm -hmm. three of the five positions solved. And let me tell you something. Brandon Shell was effing money, bro. Because yeah, he came they in. Found, they, they found him in the middle of the season, and sadly, because mm -hmm. that they would get all these. And last year, they got another injury with Brandon Schell right before the damn playoff mm -hmm. game. And what a shame. Uh, I'd like to see him come back. But that's the other thing, Keith. They are closer than they've been in a while to oh, actually yeah. put together a pretty good line. 
Absolutely. When you say you've got three or five really solidified and you've got probably four or five candidates who, if any of them step up, you're going to have a really solid offensive line. I think that's a great position for the Miami Dolphins to be in right now. And they're going to need it in the AFC East. You know, we've seen how great Buffalo is. We see what the Jets are trying to do now to step up there. So the competition in the AFC is is unbelievable. This, the Bengals, of course, the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. So they've got to get, if they want to compete for that trophy, that Lombardi trophy, they've got to get this five figured out, whether it be bringing another free agent or guys just figuring out a way to stay healthy. And I know some of that's out of your control. People fall on you. You have knee injuries, ankle injuries. There's nothing you can do on that. But you need guys who can be in there for 16, 17, 18, 19 games, whatever it's going to take to get to that Super Bowl. We're talking with Dolphins great Keith Sin. Uh, Keith, so let me ask you something. Where, where do you stand on, uh, on two? Are you a believer? Are you a non-believer? Where, where are you with Tua? I love a healthy Tua, and I think that's an easy thing for for most of us to say is is when he's healthy, he he's proven this season that he can be an outstanding franchise quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. The question that we all have is, can he stay healthy? And one of the things uh, I know we were chatting the other day, uh, Big O, and I was telling you about I've been in four or five different NFL health studies for brain injuries and concussion. And thank God my tests are fantastic. But I've seen so many guys that I played with in the 90s that are truly struggling mentally. I've got my youngest son is getting ready to start high school football. So as a parent, as a former NFL player, I'm concerned about these repetitive issues for him. It was horrific seeing him on, on the Cincinnati game on the sideline being carted off. And I, I applaud the way he bounced back. And I know his desire is to play. As a Miami Dolphin organization, the question I have for them is quarterbacks are now getting 200 plus million dollar contracts when you're a franchise quarterback. Can you put that kind of money out there, guaranteed money out there for a guy you're not quite sure can stay healthy? If he stays healthy, he's easily, easily a top 10, if not arguably a top seven, five quarterback in the NFL. Question is, can he stay healthy? To this point in his career, he has not been able to do that. And I think this year you kind of you run with Tua, you let it run it back and see what happens. If he stays healthy, pay the man because he's going to be your guy. But if not, I, I don't know. I, I'm tired of the Dolphin organization searching for that quarterback. So I was a I guy who wanted them to draft Tua. I was happy when they drafted Tua because I loved what he did in college. But in the back of my mind, I always had that question of health. And as the offensive line gets better, maybe you can say, hey, he won't take those hits. But you and I talked, does he know how to fall when he gets hit? Is he going to get that freak injury like he got in Alabama? I don't know. I'm glad I'm not the one whose livelihood is on the line making that decision, particularly this year, because there's other quarterbacks that may be available at the right price. And I, I don't know if you pull the trigger on a Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers or whatever might be out there. Because you've got Tua in the building. You love everything about this kid. He's everything you want in a quarterback. The only issue is health. And Shula used to say, you can't make the club if you're in the tub. Right, yeah. No, yeah, that's that's always been the saying. Now, let me ask you, when you look at his situation, one of the things that I've pointed out, his hip injury, yep. his two concussions this year, the um the two uh, the 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 two ankle injuries they yeah. all happen between 3.81 and 5.1 okay. seconds 
The last one against the Packers happened at the 4.81 second mark. And my argument is, if you think about it, all his major injuries have come from holding on to the ball too long. Mm-hmm. And you you played with a guy, I don't know, I think his name <laughs> was Dan Marino or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dan Marino was going to either make a decision or get rid of the goddamn football. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to hang around back there scrambling for 10 seconds. Were there moments that Danny slid one way or another or rolled out quickly to fight? Of course, because he saw it was open field or whatever, and he can buy himself that extra half a second or whatever. But one of the things he never did was hold on to the ball. And one of the things that I, I think one of the, one of the things that is a, a knock on Tua is mm-hmm. this warrior-like mentality yeah. that he wants to keep the play alive. And my brother, if you're built like Josh Allen <laughs> – you can do those yeah. kind of things. You know, the mm-hmm. first year, Joe Burrow took a beating behind a bad line. Yeah. How did it end up? With a blown-out knee. Uh, Remember that? Mm-hmm. And so, for, for me, what I think Tua needs to do is live the life that Brady, that Peyton Manning, that Dan Marino, that Drew Brees. You know, I can go on and on and talk about those kind of guys. They didn't scramble around like Pat Mahomes. They mm-hmm. didn't do things. Nobody can do what Lamar does running around. Yeah. But they, 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 they're not going to be Cam Newton. They're not going to be Josh Allen. These kind of quarterbacks, those traditional pocket passers, they made a decision quickly and moved on because they mm-hmm. live for the next play. And to me, if I'm documenting all your major injuries are, dude, way after three seconds, you're going into four and five seconds. To me, that's the key. You don't have the athleticism, dude. You're not the guy that's going to run around like Russell Wilson or Pat Mahomes. So play like Marino. Play like uh, uh, Peyton Manning and Brady. These guys are statues. They they move slightly faster than their Hall of Fame busts. You and I know this. Absolutely. So play like that, dude. Make a quick decision and live for the next play. Danny was more than willing mm-hmm. to throw it out of bounds, bro. Oh, yeah. And and I agree with you, but you have to remember that the NFL defenses have caught up with it. The beginning of the season, it was those quick balls out at 0.2 seconds or two seconds. It was out, quick slants, guys were taking it to the house. Well, now corners are coming up. They're taking away those easy throws, and they're making Tua hold on to the ball longer if you want to not just dump it off to your back in the flat. So it's it's a combination. You've got to move the offense but you have to protect yourself. And the minute he shifts from being aggressive to being protective, I think the defense has won. Because if you make offenses go 10, 12, 14 plays, the odds are against you scoring a lot of points. It's those quick strike offenses that scare the heck out of defenses. And I think it's it's a balance that he has, he has to learn to protect himself within the scope of the offense. But that brings us back to that running game. That we and and one, more, one more element. Let's add yeah. the tight end because oh. clearly our head coach had, yeah. you know, this hard on that he didn't <laughs> want to play Gesicki and that Gesicki doesn't fit his two way. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You okay. want to sell to the defense that this guy could be mm-hmm. staying a block or he could yeah. catch. You don't mm-hmm. know. But if you play Gesicki, you know, he's not blocking. He's pa- mm-hmm. I get the whole premise of it. It still bothers me because the guy you played for, figured out a role for everybody he didn't oh, get yeah. a, if you were jim jensen 
He found the way to play you. He didn't care. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. so that's one of the things that I loved about Shula, that he had that greasy kick uh, Morris, um, um, uh, <laughs> that you yeah. didn't have to pass a lot. Then he had Woodstrock, and then he had Marino. So he adjusted to all kinds of players and all kinds. And that's one knock that I had on McDaniel last year. Like, I get it, dude. He doesn't fit exactly mm -hmm. what you do. But, dude, he's a hell of a pass catcher. Get his ass on the field. Notice how the last month of the season they started to play yeah. him a little bit more, and all he mm -hmm. did was make plays for you. And so a running game and mm -hmm. an impactful tight end that you can't cover like they have in San Francisco and in in those kind of yeah. offenses, like Shanahan had in Denver, yeah. you know, like that. I think that's the other element they're missing. He's really missing his, his two-way tight end that's dynamic mm -hmm. and missing that running game that's impactful totally agree with you and they're not that far away this i know this draft is loaded with tight ends and like you said for whatever reason gasecki didn't fit the model they were looking for and they just they struggled to figure out a way to get production out of a guy you placed a franchise tag on last year at the tight end position so if they solve that and, and you start dreaming about what this offense could look like with waddle and hill and you put a dynamic tight i'll say a george kittle type tight end that can block and catch and then you step up your running back just a little bit your offensive line stays healthy it is going to be a tough offense to really handle for the nfl moving forward but at the same time you say to yourself hey mcdaniel was a first-time head coach and you expect certain struggles we talked about time management now we talked about non-utilization of the tight end position i think that will get fixed i'm sure those are priorities for this offense to fix moving forward for next offseason so to me if everybody can stay healthy, quarterback on down, and you add one or two pieces, this team could could make some noise next year. Yeah, man, I, I'm telling you, those elements were missing from this offense, and and that was uh, that was really a, a, a shame. But again, this is his first year. Yeah. Who the hell takes over a first year and has every element, you know, in their offense? What San Francisco has, they've been building that for several, yes. and they've done an exceptional oh. job of building it. Let's not. But but yeah. they have built it, and it's taken them several years to get to this point. Uh, but you do look at at Tua as an elite passer. I'm not saying he's an yeah. elite quarterback, but he is an elite passer, right? That you see yeah. that the accuracy, ball placement, anticipation, all those kind of things. The the only question I would have on him, and he kind of answered that this year, is his arm strength for down the field and wide side of the field. But accuracy and timing and anticipation, he is one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL with that. And I think the system works well to his strengths. And you could see him and McDaniel, how they were on the same page throughout the year. And I think that that's a huge positive for Tua. That's why it's, it's a struggle. I think it'd be a mistake for the Dolphins to just give up on Tua. But, yeah. but at the same time, without a solid replacement, I mean, if, if you told me, hey, we could we could get Lamar Jackson over him, I say, okay, I understand that. If you say, hey, I can get Aaron you, Rodgers you, you, over you're him, you're a Lamar. You're. I don't believe he's the passer, bro. Well, he's not. He's not the same passer as Tua, but he brings a uh, a dynamic aspect to the running game from the quarterback position that you see what that can do. You see what Josh Allen, his ability to run the football. You see what yeah, Patrick he Mahomes. Misses, he misses more games than two of the last two years. Mm, very true, but his bills are, are ahead of us right now. So, I mean, 
I love Tua. I love his positives, but but those negatives are also a little bright as well. And then, number one is the health. If if he suffers another concussion or two, hey, if I'm oh, no, like, that. you know what, that's, you need to retire. That's, and that, that's the difference. He's had some devastating injuries that you sit there and say, ooh, how long can he hold? He's a, he's a small body as it is. How long can he hold up? And unless you have the 49ers offensive line or the Eagles offensive line in front of you, which we don't have yet, maybe we can get to that in the future, but we don't have that yet. And with Tyron Armstrong's history of never finishing a season, you're going to have some lapses in that offensive line. So I, it's a tough one. I don't have a solid answer. I think I'd be okay with Miami keeping to a – and riding him out this year, I think that's the number one plan. And then see yeah, what else is out there. You, you, you have to be open. You know, one of the things that I find well, the way is, the way I've been open is is if Hendon Hooker's available to you in the second round. Okay, that's the way I've been open uh-huh. because yeah, I'm not here to get Aaron Rodgers and and deal with his ass no. for a year or two and then you're done. I'm not doing that. I, I think two is better than Derek Carr, anyways. I think two is better than every other option you have out there. So I don't really care about what options are out there. Mm -hmm. I just, I think he needs to learn how to play the game the right way. He has to understand who he is Mm -hmm. and who he not. And that way, once he knows who he is, then he will excel because Drew Brees had to do the same thing. Small guy. You can't go holding onto the ball and taking a whole bunch of shots. And think about this. I pointed out all his major injuries are from holding on to the ball too long. Okay, if he doesn't hold on to the ball too long, he has survived the regular hits that a quarterback has survived. So, dude, stay playing the way it normally plays the game, and you will be fine. Everything else, if you start thinking you're Pat Mahomes or you're Russell Wilson, then you can start (laughs) running around back there. No, dude, you're not Fran Tarkenton. Mm -hmm. You're not not Roger Staubach. if you want me to hit you for this generation or past generations, I can do it all for you. I've seen mm-hmm. the scrambler. He's not the scrambler. That's I understand. all. It's pretty simple. I understand. You, you've seen but, the scrambler. We've seen the scrambler. Oh, yeah. He's not the scrambler. Neither was Marino. Neither mm-hmm. was Brady. Neither was Peyton Manning. Neither was Drew. A lot of great quarterbacks weren't scramblers. No, that's Make true. But you also have to keep in mind – that you're you're kind of playing into the defense's hands when yes. you say don't hold the ball because now we press those those receivers and we take away that quick little strike and make you dump it off and you know then your weapons on the outside are gonna get frustrated because they're not getting the opportunities to showcase their abilities as well. So playing so with you yourself. Got, so then you got Clayton and Duper in the huddle complaining is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And Tyreek Hill, who's an All-Pro wide receiver, fastest guy in the NFL. Hey, he wants to be turned loose. And if you're not feeding the rock to him, then it, it could cause chemistry problems. So it's it's a tough mix and a tough balance. But, hey, to me, that's a good problem. You have so much talent. You just want to keep everybody healthy and then let them do what they do. All right. Uh, so let me ask you something. Uh, your buddy got into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, a guy named Zach Thomas. I don't know if yes. you know him. You might, you might have <laughs> him or some. So uh, yes. let me ask you. So give us uh, your best Zach story. Oh, my internet's breaking up. Can you still hear me okay, right? I hear I hear you. Give me, okay, give me good. a Zach um, story. You know, Zach and I were teammates for about three years in Miami, and, and I'm sure lots of people have come on and talked about, you know, Zach was a pro from the very beginning, his work ethic and those kind of things. But I had the pleasure of not only being Zach's teammate, 
but facing Zach when I was part of the Washington Redskins football team in a very pivotal game. I think it was 1999. It was the last game of the season. Uh, for us, we had to win the game to secure the NFC East. Uh, Dolphins had to win that game to get in the playoffs. Marino versus Brad Johnson. To look back on that defensive, the players on the field, I think it was five or six Hall of Fame players on the field. We weren't worried about Marino. We were worried about that defense. I mean, we had Daryl Green at a corner. We had Champ Bailey at the other corner. So we were going to lock down the Dolphin offense. But that Tuesday, I got called into Redskin Park. So I show up. I'm like, what the heck's going on? What could they want? I go into the offensive line room. It's Russ Grimm, Norv Turner, and a couple other coaches. And they're like, sit down. We need to talk to you. I said, okay, what's up? They're like, well, we need to know how to, how to attack this defense. We need to know how do we stop, not Jason Taylor, but they were worried about Zach Thomas. Nobody did a good job of getting a lineman in Zach's face. Zach wasn't the biggest guy in the world, but he was so smart and so quick, and he studied so well. He knew where the play was going before the snap. We at the time, we ended up that season the second-rate offense in the NFL to the Rams. And we had the top running back in the league. We had Brad Johnson at quarterback. We were pulling left and right, but we were so worried about Zach Thomas. And all I could tell him was if we could get a lineman in his face to run with him, then we have an opportunity to slow him down. But if you're going to try to combo block up there, he will see past that. They had Daryl Gardner and Tim Bowens at the defensive tackles. We were never going to lay a hand on them, and Zach was going to have 20 tackles, and we weren't going to be able to run the football. So we devised a scheme. We challenged myself and Trey Johnson, who was the other Pro Bowl guard at that time. We had to go one-on-one with those defensive tackles, and we tried to sneak the center through just to run and get through on Zach. And we did win the game. I think it was 21-10. We rushed for 100-something yards, but it was a dogfight. But that was the first time in my career I've ever sat in a team, in a meeting with coaches and they were worried about a middle linebacker. Not Ray Lewis, who we played that year and beat. Not Junior Seau. It was Zach Thomas. That's the level of respect that he had in the league. And that's the level he played at. So it was fun to get a chance to play him and Jason and Tim Bowens and those guys. We, we hugged and we shook hands before the game, but it was a dogfight battle that we won, but it was, it was a lot of fun. I got an opportunity to, to block him a few times that game. And I'll tell you, it, it was very tough to get on Zach. He was a outstanding player, hall of fame player, long overdue. His numbers yes. say the words. And he was a great guy. Zach was a great teammate. He was a, he's been a great dolphin. He's been a great ambassador for the game. And I'm very, very happy that he's going to get an opportunity to, to get that bus and finally find his place in Canton, Ohio. That's why Zach always had a lot of respect for Kevin Mawai, I guess. Yeah, yep. Kevin was one of those few centers that could slip up there. Jets did exactly what we did and tried to man up those defense tackles, which was tough. Tim Bones and Daryl Gardner are very difficult to block one-on-one. But if you can do that, and in Washington, we were running team. So if we could get those defensive tackles handled and let that our Corey Raymer, our center, slip up because he was a smaller guy too, he could run, then he could take the angle and kind of shield Zach. Well, Zach still had, I think, six solo tackles that game. Not as usual 12 or 15, but we, we were able to control that game. But it took the entire offensive game plan to worry about where number 54 was. By the way, uh, let me just give Brad Johnson a little love. <laughs> yeah, because he, he gets dissed. Yes, like he he's does. just a jag of a quarterback. 
-hmm. and he was actually a solid player, dude. I, I don't think yes, he, he gets credit. He was a good quarterback, dude. He put up some good years in Washington and in Minnesota. He put up some yep. numbers, and and you know he kind of gets you know thrown to the to the side like he's just a a guy, you know, like because they won in Tampa, and yeah. and like oh yeah, you know he's uh, he, no dude. Brad Johnson was a pretty good player, bro. It, it just yeah. sometimes he he doesn't get really enough love, you know. But no. he was, and he was a great guy. He was a yeah. great guy. I don't know, and he really took. He really took care of his offensive line. I will tell you that much. He really treated us really well. Yeah. Well, just in case, Brad, you're watching, bro, respect <laughs> yeah. you, bro. You don't get yeah, enough man. love for being a good player in this damn league. So let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. Zach gets what he deserves finally to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So let me ask you. Well, I hope I hope I know about, where you're going with this. How about Richmond Webb, Keith Sims, and the Marks brother? Okay. Like, like first what of the all, F, bro. Like what the f? I I don't understand. First of all, I, I can honestly tell you, I am not a Hall of Fame player. Okay, I am not. I got injured later in my career. Three Pro Bowls is not enough. Richmond Webb absolutely should be in the Hall of Fame. We tweeted Higgy and I talk about it all the time. I don't know why the Miami Dolphin organization has not promoted. If you if you were getting Zach in, great, you accomplished that. Now it's time to get Richmond Webb in. He is. Definitely one of the all-time great left tackles, offensive linemen to play this game. And since Tony Baselli went in last year, there is no excuse for Richmond Webb not Longer to be career in Baselli. the NFL. Absolutely, Longer and better career. And I understand yeah. people get hurt. That's life. But Richmond, from the from the day we stepped on the field, he was one of the top three tackles in the AFC. Made the Pro Bowls. Rookie, I think, was seven straight Pro Bowls. Played 13, 12, 13 years. He definitely deserves to be in. Had the pleasure of playing with Dupe and, and, and Clayton as well. Uh, to me, they're Hall of Fame receivers as well. They, they, they changed the league. Whenever you have players that come in and change the league for a decade, they deserve that recognition. So I think those three guys, Richmond number one, needs Jeez. to be in the Hall of Fame. But again, I am not a Hall of I, so, I believe So is Richmond, is Richmond too humble, too nice? And not in the media spotlight, not doing any <laughs> broadcasting, not on the national no. stage and all that. Because as you know, if yeah. you get into that media spotlight, then all of a sudden you become a more of a darling. And then you become, you know, you're more of a household yeah. name. You're there. You, you grow in other ways outside of the field. And then all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, being more accepted into all of this. You know your, you know your teammate. There yeah. has never been a more low-key, humble yeah. human being than Richmond Webb. Yeah, Richmond used to get me in trouble all the time. He would complain in my ear because our lockers were next to each other. And I would say it publicly. So I would get called up to Shula's office when it was really his idea. But you're absolutely right. He is so humble. Uh, he, I know he wants the honor, absolutely. And I, th I know he believes he deserves the honor. But he's waiting for them to come to him. He's not going to stand up and politic for itself. It's up to us. Higgy and I talk about it. When Armando Salguero tweeted out, I think he tweeted out, he finally got um, Zach in the Hall of Fame, his presentation. I immediately tweeted him, you're not done. Now it's time to get Richmond Webb in the Hall of Fame. And he agreed. So I think it's time for the local press to get behind it and recognize the incredible Hall of Fame career he had and get him from the semifinalist list to the finals list, and hopefully at that point, 
they can fight in that room and, and recognize the incredible career that Richmond had. Are, are we penalizing the Marx Brothers because of a little slip up that they had <laughs> off the field early in their in their in their post career that it wasn't like anything that became habitual. No. They, they made their mistake. They're human beings. They moved on. But their numbers are better yeah. than a bunch of Hall of Famers. And their, their, and their numbers are elite numbers, bro. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's ridiculous that they're not even mentioned. Uh, they're not it, even it's talked a, about. It's amazing to me. And I know with the game how much it's changed where you can't touch – offensive players on the line of scrimmage or releasing pass interference. And I can only imagine the numbers that that combination, that trio of Marino, Duper, and Clayton would put up in today's game. And I think that's what penalizes them in a way is their numbers are good, but you see now you got a 17 game season and you got people catching a hundred plus catches is, is a norm now, but they were putting up these great numbers. And again, they changed the game, the way the game was run in 84. And I think that needs to be recognized. And I, I hope before it's too late that those three guys do get their, their rightful due in Canton. By the way, I say this, and I say this with all confidence in the world, because mm -hmm. uh, I watched the entire era, obviously. When Mark Clayton was at his best, mm -hmm. only Jerry Rice was better. To me, he that. was the second-best receiver in the NFL at that time. You agree or disagree yeah. on that? Hey, Jerry Rust is, uh, or Jerry Rice was probably the best football player ever. Period. 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 For what he did 20 years, yeah. unbelievable. Um, knowing Mark and having been teammates with Mark and uh, Clayton and Dupe, it, uh, I have so much. I, I, I'm, I'm biased in a way because I want to see my guys get in there. So I'd have to look at the numbers, but they were special. You know, when I was in college, getting a chance to watch those guys do what they do, it was it was amazing to see no, what and they Clayton did. And, was and then freak athlete, like yeah. a freak athlete. Yeah. Okay. Like Duper had great speed and hands yeah. and all that, and good route runner. But mm -hmm. Clayton was a special, yeah. special athlete. He had body control in the air, yes, he did. Mm -hmm. ice grip hands. I, I, mm -hmm. I mean, dude, great combination. Awesome. It's just, uh, uh, you know, I look back on it and said that I think all three of these guys, or uh, I'm going to throw up what Marino's already in Hall of all three of these guys would get more recognition if we had won a Super Bowl. And I yes. think that holds, or even gone to a Super Bowl, you know. I think that they hold that against players too much. Well, you weren't a champion. Well, it takes 53 guys right. to be a champion. It doesn't right. take one or 11. It takes an entire team. And and it's a shame. I wish Marino had, we'd gotten Marino a ring or an opportunity to get back to, to get that ring, but uh, we weren't able to accomplish it. But that it's never diminished what he did. The two are crap now, right? Oh, well, yeah. what? Does he need a perfect team? I go, man, every quarterback needs help. Why do you yeah. think Marino didn't win? Because he didn't have a running mm -hmm. game and a defense, dude. Yeah. That's yeah, why. Had if he had defense. a big yeah. ass back and a defense, they would have won a couple of Super Bowls. That's the thing. Every yeah. quarterback. Pat Mahomes, you know, you said it a couple of years oh, ago. Yeah. He Super Bowl and he gets his ass kicked. Why? Because mm -hmm. he was on his back the entire time. You didn't give yeah. him a line. You're not going to get a. You're not going to get a Super Bowl. That's yeah. it, it's you know it's really the ultimate team game. Some it people is. think this is Danny Manning in Kansas, and you're <laughs> taking him all the way to the championship all by yourself. Yeah. And here's Mello. 
you know, and taking it all yeah. away. Melo didn't get to win an NBA championship. Do you know why? Because one guy can't cover, can't, can't carry it. you in the NBA. No, they can't. No, they can't. Not even I, in the NFL. Definitely not. You you put up Kansas City. Great example. When they got beat, they invested in their offensive line. They they yeah. lost Tyree Kill and they brought in bunch of receivers and they were able to gel a bunch of defensive backs and you were able to gel. you've got to adjust and change but at the end of the day you have to have five or six outstanding core players in order to take it to that next level now there's something that buffalo struggling with right now do they have enough of those core players to take it to that next level yeah and they're going to lose some this year in the offseason yeah. so miami is going to miami's going to jump them this year and win that division all right keith I appreciate you, my brother. Thank you, as always, for taking some time, my man. We'll catch up down the line in the offseason when we get closer to the preseason so we get uh, get a feel for the team, go. my friend. I Sounds good. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure being on. Thank you, my and friend. Let's, get rich, let's, let, let's start the, the petition for Richmond Webb in the Hall of Fame. Let's get him on the ballot this year. I agree with you on that one. We you should know. start that. Thank you, Keith. Appreciate you, you my man. Have a great day. And by the way, thank you, Keith. And, and listen, let me tell you folks out there, he's a thousand percent right. Richmond Webb needs to be in into the Hall of Fame, and we should all kind of do our part now and try to get him in there. It should be part of our campaigns as Dolphin fans. We should be hashtagging something. We should start doing something for Richmond Webb. And by the way, one of the most decent human beings you will ever meet on the face of the earth is Richmond Webb as a reporter that would have to go in there on bad moments. It's really easy to interview anybody when they win. Show me the guys that are going to stand up and talk about the losses and, and what happened and all that. And Keith Sims and Richmond Webb always dude, always the 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 class is at another level okay it's just at another level with people like that and i know because i experienced it personally through the highs and the lows uh you know i started covering the dolphins in the early 90s walking in there and i i got to cover the last couple of years of shula's career before we went, we transitioned into jimmy johnson and you know some of that stuff and uh, and dealing with people, you get to see how they handle adversity. And let me tell you, Richmond Webb is as classy as they get, man. Love that dude. It's uh, just a you know one of those people that you end up appreciating as a reporter because not everybody can handle it the right way. He is Hall of Fame human being. And he is a Hall of Fame player. And I don't know how he does not get into the Hall of Fame. That one is beyond, and they don't even talk about Richmond Webb. They don't even talk about the Marx Brothers. It's it's gross, basically, is what it is. It's disgusting. It's disrespectful. These are, you know, with Keith, I can understand what he's saying, but there's no doubt in my mind that the Marx Brothers and Richmond Webb are Hall of Famers. No doubt in my mind. And it's really a crime that those guys aren't there. Hope you guys enjoyed the uh, the interview. I don't know. I, had, I guess I had some mic issues early there, and then uh, I was able to fix it. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're doing that one for sure. Richmond Webb should be 100% the Hall of Fame. Richmond Webb is a great guy. Yes, he is. 
Uh, Man of a Thousand Five Holds enjoyed it. Great talk. There we go. Drago, awesome interview. Thank you. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm trying to, you know, we're uh, Sean and I are going to work on bringing on as many current and former Dolphin players all throughout the offseason to kind of give you guys a fix and, and you know, and, and get perspective from a from a current player, obviously, what's going on, from a former player, what's going on, those kind of things. So we will continue to work on that. We've been doing that as we added a couple last week with Skyler um, and with Nick Hicks to his trainer. I'm working on some other ones now to try to get uh, get those done. So we will uh, we will work at it and try to uh, make it happen for you out there. Appreciate all of you out there. By the way, uh, Gary Rosington, rest in peace. Uh, the final uh, original member of Leonard Skinner has passed away, passed away at the age of 71. He's had a lot of uh, heart issues. And so I saw that uh, last night that he uh, passed away. And what a shame. Uh, Gary Rosington uh, passes away. Never really got to see the the Len the, the Leonard Skinner band uh, live, unfortunately. Did see Rosington Collins back in the day. And obviously I've seen this version of, of Leonard Skinner uh, a few times. And they're good, by the way. They're good. But rest in peace, Gary Rosington. Travis says, great interview. Keith Sims is an all-time Dolphin great and very smart dude. Yes, he is. Thank you, thank you. Jay says, that's the advantage of building the relationships you have in the past. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I have a lot of relationships with those teams from the 90s and the early 2000s. I know a lot of those guys. A lot of great dudes went through that locker room. I just wish they would have enjoyed a little more winning. Yeah, well, I mean, we all wish it, right? As Dolphin fans, we all want a lot more winning, but unfortunately it did not happen, man. Yes, Webb is awesome. He does interact with fans on Twitter. It, Richmond Webb is just a, a golden human being, you know? So, um, what else do we have? Uh, here we go. Um, ah, super chat. The Wolverine says, "Big O, you stay, you stay missing my super chats, sir." Uh, yes, I we missed your super chats, the Wolverine. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. As always, thank you, thank you. We miss everybody's super chats. Uh, Keith Sims, one of the smoothest voices I've heard. Yes, he, he does. He does sound good, doesn't he? That's a shame. Leonard Skinner is an awesome band. Leonard Skinner doesn't get enough credit. You should try to get Zonka and Nat Moore on. I could get those guys on. I can get those guys. We could work. We could work on getting. We'll work on getting the, the former and current Dolphin players on. We're working on it. I'm trying to work on uh, on one that I think you guys really want to hear very soon. So we will. We will do it. D. Wolverine says they are worried about this man's contract extension, uh, but there has not been any other quarterback in his draft class that has been extended. Uh, uh, thank you, D Wolverines. I appreciate you. I'm sorry if I missed that's what you mean, missed your prior super chat. Um, what can I tell you, man? 
You know, it's like I, I tried to explain it. Dolphins have all the advantage here. Doesn't matter. To me, I think they're going to give them the fifth-year option. I think they're going to protect themselves because I think he, I think Tua understands that he has to change his ways and play smarter and get rid of the football and not put himself at risk. I think he's, I think he's really smart. Okay, I know he's a warrior and I know he's crazy to a certain extent. Okay, we love you, Tua. But we know you're, you know, you're a little crazy there. You want to make the play every time and you got to slow down. Uh, but I think he's going to understand that he can't be Mr. Superman on every play. And I think he's going to learn to live for the next play. And I, I'm actually, obviously, I'm super excited for the upcoming season. But I'm strangely confident that he's going to figure this out. And if he does then tagging him would be more money. And eventually you're going to give him a new contract anyway. So I think if he does figure this shit out, like I think he will, you're better off just picking up the fifth-year option. But whether you do or you don't, who gives a shit, dude? You control his fate anyway because you can tag him and control it, and it's not a big deal. So you either give him the fifth-year option or you tag them next year with the franchise tag, and then you negotiate a new contract after that. Whatever. I'm not concerned. What I'm more, instead of being concerned about that, I'm more excited about the season. I'm excited to see what Chris Greer and company are going to do to better the team. I'm excited to see this offense. And it's what I talked about with Key Sims now, which nobody talks about. Because this is why we have football conversations, okay? If you want to go listen to a show that's going to tell you what's their favorite ice cream or they want to argue whether you want fried this or that grilled, then you can go ahead and do that kind of shit. But this is real football talk. And the shit that people don't actually talk about is what I talked about with Key Sims. Well, we the two elements that were missing from that offense was the tight end, that he clearly wants because he had a hard on that he didn't want Gesicki, but he wants a guy that can catch and can run and block and all that kind of stuff. So he wants my boy Tucker Craft. Okay, that's what he wants. So if we get a Tucker Craft at tight end, and let's say uh, a Kareem Hunt is being talked about, so you add Kareem Hunt along with Wilson and Mostert. Now you've got a three-headed monster. You get that offensive line going, and Tua has real running game to rely on constantly, and a tight end that can work the middle of the field and short passes, then all of a sudden those are two elements he really didn't have full strength last year. To go along with the receivers, then all of a sudden you have what you have in San Francisco, the balance. So that's what you've got to find this offseason. That's what I'm excited about. Because Tua will be much better if you give him a running game. Tua will be much better if you give him the two-way tight end that McDaniel needs. Tua's going to be better if you give him the damn left guard. Just like Mahomes is better when you give him an offensive line. So instead of worrying about stupid-ass shit, about a tag or an extension or whatever, when the guy's going to be on the team anyway, they control his fate anyway, 
How about getting excited about the stuff that could possibly happen to change your football lives? Get me the two-way tight end. Get me the running back. Improve the offensive line. Now you've got Vic Fangio. Holy shit, I'm pumped up. I told you guys, I'm not allowing the media and I'm not allowing you negative Nellies out there that just want to, because that's what it is. You're the minority and you're loud and you're obnoxious. But if you're a real Dolphins fan, there's a crap ton to be excited about because you're better than you've ever been. You're closer than you've ever been. You actually have a real offensive mind running your team. And now you've got one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. Screw you. You're not ruining my fun. Okay? Last year was only frustrating because of the goddamn injuries. You take away the injuries, and the Dolphins have a much better season. That's how I'm living. You don't like it? Go find another show. Go find somewhere else where they want to bitch and complain and talk about the past and live in the past. I'm not doing that. Dolphins have a hell of a future. McDaniel needs to tweak what he does on game days. They need to obviously grab a couple of people offensively and defensively. And let's get going, man. You got enough draft picks and you got enough cap room that you can figure it out in free agency go do it that's it man that's the way that's the that's where i'm living so if you want to live with me on this one and this off season and next season let's do it but if you want to live in this negative world where you're just trying to find another quarterback and you're trying to you know your life oh my god whether they give me the extension or i mean the pick up the option or not or this and that Brother, you go ahead and live in that world if you want and drive yourself crazy and go drink all the kale pectate and all that. I'm going to get my popcorn and I'm going to get ready for the 2023 season. That's where I'm riding with my dolphins. You guys go wherever the hell you want to go. But if you want to ride with me, this is where we're going. I'm going on the positive trail because that's what I got from this season. I got a lot of positive on the football side of it, which is the substance side of it. The bad luck, that screwed me up. Okay? That's what screwed me up was the bad luck. I'm hoping no bad luck next year or just a little bit, but not enough to derail the damn season. Just amazing to me. Ah. <sighs> Uh, Tua would be better better if you build a wall of Montezuma around them. Yeah. That's what you need, right? That's how Bob Greasy won a couple titles. He had the wall of Montezuma in front of him. Go check it out. Larry Little and Kuchenberg and all those cats. Yeah. Remember that? Newman, everything. Remember that? Yeah, the wall of Montezuma. Yeah, would be better. You saw when Terry Bradshaw won a bunch of titles? Yeah, they had the wall of Montezuma. You saw when uh, Joe Montana won a bunch of titles? Yeah, they had the Wall of Montezuma. Yeah, it helps to have the Wall of Montezuma. Go ask Phil Simms how those giant offensive lines were. 
pretty damn good. Yep, go go ask uh, Mahomes when he had uh, the 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 big old wall from uh, from eight months ago when a bunch of kids tore it down, and now you saw the wall he had last a uh, couple weeks ago. Yeah, it helps when you have a better. Uh, go ask Joe Burrow when he had no line his first year. He ended up with a blown knee. You are correct, sir. The wall of Montezuma is always needed. It's 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 interesting when you have the wall of Montezuma, you you win a lot. Holy shit! So yeah, you hit on it, Rosendo. Everybody needs the wall of Montezuma. In fact, you don't win even if you're Mahomes without the wall of Montezuma. Did I spin it on you? Because you try to you try to say something else. Edward Thurston Howell, he's off the island, and he's telling us Big O Gesicki is 10 times better than Cedric Wilson. Gesicki lines up in the slot. He makes those one-handed acrobatic catches. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. Cedric Wilson's a good player. Cedric Wilson just ended up in a terrible situation once they traded for Tyreek Hill. They had no use for him. And when you don't play, you don't get in any kind of a groove. It's tough. But I love Gesicki. I'm a Gesicki fan. Okay, he will be fine. He's going to go somewhere and have a good career. Hopefully he'll go to to a pass, pass, pass heavy team and they'll use him and he's going to have a terrific career. He's a playmaker, man. Edward, thank you for the love and the super chat. Cap for life says I will show my support, bro. I will turn this frown upside down. I will do the rain dance and make sure there's not a gray cloud in our skies any longer. I'm going to show support to this front office. There you go. Uh, Mr. Spock says, Gib and the Hogs. That old line was, I know, the wall of Montezuma with the Hogs. They won three championships with those Hogs. Three different quarterbacks, exactly. The wall of Montezuma is very important. You know, Rosendo was trying to be a smart ass with it, but we kind of maybe showed him that, you know, it helps. <laughs> it's it's usually the common denominator with Super Bowl teams. They have good offensive lines. You know, that's the funny part. The 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 uh, Chiefs and the Eagles both had exceptional offensive lines. Oh, they were in the Super Bowl. Wall of Montezumas. Big O, we need a stud center. No, we don't need a stud center. Connor's top five in the league, bro. He, like, rated top five in the league. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Big O, Clint Eastwood once said, a man's got to know his limitations. Take advice to it. Exactly. Long shot, oh, would you make a move for Derrick Henry? He's not available. It's under contract. No. You can't make a move for Derrick Henry. They're not going to let go of Derrick Henry, bro. <laughs> they have no quarterback on that team. That is the face, and that is their offense. Without him, they have nothing. You know? So, no, they're not going to trade him. I doubt it. Especially that coach. 
I think that coach wants that because that makes whoever is quarterback your life a little easier when you've got Derrick Henry. God, I wish we had Derrick Henry. Can you imagine Derrick Henry? Wow, that'd be awesome. Uh, Henry is being shopped per reports. Who, who's reporting that? I, I haven't seen that. Who's reporting that? Is that true? I haven't seen that. Who's reporting that, Sean? Do you know if, uh, is there anybody credible reporting this? Because, you know, some of these people, they go with Facebook facts and stuff like that. So you got you to gotta show me that there's somebody like credible actually reporting that stuff. Four-year, $150 million deal for Derek Carr. Okay. And let's see. I, I got your report here. Let's see who's reporting. Tides have been shopping Henry. Michael Silver is reporting. Henry do a base salary of 10 and a half this season, none of which is guaranteed. If the Titans were trading him, they'd save $6.3 million. The 29-year-old Henry was the NFL's Offensive Player of the Year in 2020. Has led the NFL in rushing twice and led the NFL in carries three times, including last season. But his yards per carry average dropped a full yard from 5.4 to 4.4 in 2022. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm not trading a bunch of picks for the guy. And you know how it is. He has so much mileage from, from uh, Saban. And now this, I don't know. But that is credible. Mike Silver is credible. Um, David says, Connor Williams is a beast and will be even better in only his second season as center. I agree. I agree. He played well last year. So, But uh, Kareem Hunt is the guy. He's a free agent. You don't have to give up anything to get Kareem Hunt, and he's fresh because they 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 didn't really use him like they normally would have because they had Chubb, and they used Chubb a lot. Obviously, he's the workhorse. So Kareem, actually, that one works. I like that one. And that one, that one won't cost you a big-time amount of money because he's been – he hasn't been as productive, not his fault – and he can say all he wants, but he can't get paid like a top-notch back because he hasn't been he hasn't been running it. Now he can probably get a deal uh, that is not going to be cap crippling, but with some incentives is probably what he can do. So that that's what I would do. I Kareem Hunt would be one that I've seen that if he he's hitting free agency, that would be the kind of guy that I would go after. You can't go after people. You have to give up picks. They don't have picks, ladies and gentlemen, okay? And so the few picks you have, you need to draft them because you need some players. And you got you to get some young players in here. And that second and two-third rounders, that's, that's a good area to get some players. And this is a pretty deep draft, I think, actually. Okay, it's not a deep safety draft. I don't think it is a big, big safety draft, but... It's deep in a lot of other positions that it goes well into the third round that you're going to be able to get some players for positions that they need too. Uh, Eric says, I want a lot of money in fantasy football. When Kareem Hunt played for KC, he was great with limited touches in Cleveland. Yep. I, I think it would be absolutely awesome. 
to have him here. So I'm with you. All right. What else do we have going on in the world of sports? <sighs> Let's see. Nothing else on that. I see the Henry part. Um, Cowboys franchise tag Tony Pollard. Wow. Daniel Jones agents headed to New Jersey for meetings with Giants. And what else? I don't think there's anything else. Titans plan to wear Oilers throwback uniforms for a home game this season. Nice. Can't wait for the Dolphins to announce that they're going back to the to you know the classic logo at least with a with a little bit of a new twist because I would imagine that that's what's going to be part of the game that they'll they'll add a little bit of a of a modern twist to the whole thing. Uh, Bitcoin up a little bit to twenty two thousand five hundred nineteen, not by much, but just a, just a little bit outside. Gala Games is up seven and a half percent. They're up big. The Central Land's up six percent. I like that. I can go for that. Illuvium up five percent. I like it. Jasmine up nearly two percent. That's a risky coin. Okay. Do your own homework. But I love Jasmine. I love it big time. Big time. But again, do your own homework. It's at half a petty. These are the ones you want to hit. You get them early. Early. Like we did with Alethea. We got it at 0.8 of a penny. And then it hit nine pennies. So you nine times your money if you heard me, if you listened to me in August. And, and by the way, it's still as even on the drop, it's held between the five to six cent area and never went back down under a penny and never even got to four pennies. So it's still you're still like way in the money with, with Alethea. If you, if you listen to me, if you listen to me two years ago with Shib, when it was like at six or seven. And then it went to 91, which is like 15 time. You made it. So I'm two for two in my risky assets. So my other two now are Star Atlas, which is just under half a penny. It's like a little over a third of a penny. And Jasmine, which is at half a penny. Those are my next two risky ones that I'm waiting anticipating ah nothing could happen and you end up losing but you know I, how many of you rode with me shib two years ago and alethea last august till now huh huh you made a lot of money a lot of money if you went with those two with me even during a bear market Wait till we have a bull run. Oh, God. So good. And the dips that were here lately. And by the way, I'm going to get a show tomorrow. I will have a crypto show for you tomorrow. After, right after the show, I will do a crypto show. I was too tired. I, I, I swear to you that Airbnb, 
it was a nice apartment. It wasn't a bad apartment and was close to downtown and all that. But my God, I could not sleep. Jesus, that was bad. That sucks when you really like can't get one good night's sleep. Man, it's brutal, dude. Brutal. So. Uh, Big O, if Tua knew how to break the fall when Milano pushed him back in that Buffalo game, the rest of the season would have been different. Maybe. Maybe perfect Q. You never know, my brother. You never know what happens after that. But in that that fall, he might learn how to roll. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, because that's you. That's what you learn in judo. Okay, and I'm sure it's the same shit in jujitsu is how you use the momentum to make sure you break that fall so you don't get the impact of the fall. It's really important. And it, it's and let me tell you, you do it enough, it stays with you for life. Cause it'll it, it'll it'll stay with me for life. It has. I'm well into my 50s. I haven't done judo since I was a kid. And it has always stayed with me uh falling and everything. I I I I have rolled every time that I've fallen pretty much. So, yeah. Is it going to be perfect? No, it's not going to help you in every situation. But, yes, it, it definitely could have helped him. Big O, I've been investing in crypto for a long time, just using my spending money. Remember, I teach personal finance. There you go. Nice. Good for you. Uh, I don't I, – I, I love Airbnbs. They're much better than hotels. I get a full kitchen. It's way cheaper, by the way. I also save money in Airbnbs. It's convenient as hell, you know? So I, I, this is the first time, but I learned my lesson, okay? With every bad moment, there's a learning moment that comes with it. And now I've learned to make sure to ask that every bed has a box spring and it's a real, real bed. You know what I mean? So there you go. Ian Rappaport just said on McAfee's show that he would be surprised if the Dolphins go after any starting QB. He says he doesn't want to upset Josina, but not what he's... Of course, bro. Josina's a nice girl. I, I, I know Josina. Used to have her on my show before she got big time when she was in Denver. Uh, you know, my, my guy Brian Spector used to get her on all the time, right? She probably doesn't remember us after she went big time years ago. Uh, but now she's gone back down now and she's in CBS and she's getting uh, she's getting uh, a boatload of bullshit information. That's all. Nothing personal against Josina, but she's got this story dead ass wrong. She couldn't be more wrong. In fact, I would love to see if she actually have the guts bet about ten, fifteen thousand dollars. I'd love to take her money. I'd love to take anybody's money on that. I reported it before anybody on the freaking planet when the season ended. You can go back and look at it. I told you the plan was to a moving forward and that they have a plan. I told you that line. They have a plan. Listen to them. What did they repeat before? After I said it, they have a plan. You know, like when you watch The Mandalorian. This is the way they have a plan. And Tua needs to go swim in the in the waters of I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't do any of that. 
I'm not, I'm scratch that. Don't want to ruin anything. <laughs> anyway, I didn't ruin anything. If you saw it, then you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, you have no idea what I'm talking about still. So it's it's all good in the hood, as they say. Samuel says, you said it live, Big O, many times. I know. I know. I usually break more dolphin stories than everybody else in town. It's just the way it is. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, others say they have insight and they give you bullshit stories. Why? Because they need hits and they need views and they need page views and they need to get their name out there and all that kind of stuff. I don't need any of that shit. I've been at this for over three decades. I'm not out here desperately trying to get my name out. I'm not going to bullshit you guys and put out fake stories and fake trades and fake interest and all that so I can get more clicks or any of that. We're a brutally honest podcast show. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get a live show that is brutally honest and tell you what's going on. You're going to get a podcast whenever you want to download it that's going to tell you what's actually going on. You can go ahead and listen to others out there, you know, that they say they have insight when they clearly have zero insight on the team. And in Josina's case, not in any other buffoonery that might be reporting something different about Tua, but in Josina's case, she doesn't even say dolphin sources. She says NFL sources. Okay? I know she has no dolphin insight because I have dolphin insight. She has none. Okay? I know what's going on. I've been telling you what's been going on. Right? Okay? Nobody told you about Flo before I did. I'm the one that told you he's been going roughshod through the building. I'm the one that told the writers that are on the beat, go check it out. I'm the one that told the writers that are on the beat, hey, he didn't want Tua. And then eventually, Omar... Got it because I couldn't say it, the Jordan Love stuff. So we're the ones that give you the insight on what's actually going on with the Miami Dolphins, okay? We're the ones that told you they were drafting Channing Tindall before anybody in the draft, right? Okay? So we give you actual insight into the Miami Dolphins. Others claim they have insight, but they really don't have any insight. And all you got to do is go by their track record. Do they really break any stories? No, they don't. Do we break stories? We've been breaking stories for over 20 years. So, yes. All right? So, we'll give you what's really going on. And we've told you there's a plan. They're moving forward with Tua. That's never changed. That's never wavered. The other plan now is go find a backup quarterback to compete with Skyler. And by the way, I think McDaniel said that Skyler would not go unchallenged. Okay. <sighs> One day you will be known as a South Florida legend if you already aren't the realest host ever. That's what Juice 5 says. Thank you very much. I don't know about legend, but... 
We've been talking shit for a long time. Um, I tried telling Steven over in Miami sports music that you broke the news about everybody coming back. But for some reason, people don't tend to believe me for some reason. I have no idea. Oh, well, whatever. That's, that's fine. You know, if you don't listen to the show, you don't know, you know? So Tyreek Hill chose the dolphins over the jets. And now Carr is choosing the saints over the jets. Jets suck. LOL. I'm telling you, I want Aaron Rodgers to go there. I want that train wreck to go there. I really do. Uh, Big O, I know you keep it real and humble. Well, humble, I'm not. Uh, that's why I've been listening to you for 30 years. Not your pretty face. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, this, there's nothing pretty about this. This is a face for radio. Okay. YouTube's begging me to get off. I mean, it, it, I, I log on and automatically the YouTube app tells me, really, do we have to do this again today? Can you just give me a break? YouTube doesn't even want to look at me. I don't blame them. In fact, Sean does the show with a black screen not to see my face. I don't blame him either. Sean, when is the next Squared Circle Digest? What are we doing? Tuesday is 8 o'clock. Tuesday. So Tuesday you will get crypto right after the show tomorrow afternoon. And then you're going to get also Tuesday night. You'll get a little squared circle digest, baby. All right. We are out of here. Uh, we thank Ira Winderman, Alan Poupart, and Keith Sims. Uh, Andy Burns is going to join us tomorrow. So we're going to move him over to Tuesday. Uh, if you missed any of them, you can rewind and check it out. Key Sims was awesome. If you're a Dolphins fan, must listen. If you're a Dolphins fan, must listen to Alan Poupart. And please go tell Alan Poupart, go to his Twitter page and remind him that two is the best quarterback since Marino. Like, I had to, like, pull teeth to get him to admit that. I had to pull, I had to pull teeth just to get him to admit that he's better than Pennington. He actually wanted to put Pennington in the same sentence. So reach out to Alan Poupart there, Poupart NFL. And, of course, Ira Winderman. That poor man is covering the heat tonight. Sean Stanley masters this uh, platform every single day. We thank him. We will see you tomorrow. Same time, same place, same bat channel. Love you all.